Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to episode 39 of FPL Black Box. If you caught the start of the YouTube video, which was me waving my thumbs, uh, then that is a pretty good kind of, oh, that's what's been going on behind the scenes, basically. Mark sent me a nice little message saying how unruffled he was before we started. And here we are with a very ruffled Mark and a very calm Mr. Luke. That was absolute chaos, wasn't it? Absolute chaos. And I think think we had some difficulties there. I think we had the video playing, the music. Oh, adding a guest, as it turned out, is quite stressful. Good job it's worth it, because we've got Luke tonight, haven't we? Luke, is it welcome worth to the it? show. Yeah, it'll is be it worth, worth it. it. I wish I hadn't bothered, I'll be honest. <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I feel every week, Luke. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, thanks for having me on, guys. No. Um, Favourite time of the season for me, this. The bit before it all starts, tinkering daily. I don't know why I like it so much, but I really do. Yeah, this is the fun part, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, two two week two weeks before is is kind of and it feels acceptable to be tinkering now. Whereas like a month ago, I was doing it and it was just just felt pointless. But now it's like this could act, these guys could actually be in my team. Well, we'll see tonight. Tonight, the idea <laughs> of tonight is we're going to try and smash the template. That might be overplaying it a bit because Luke is already backtracking before we went on there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think tonight we we've been looking at the Twitter template over the coming weeks and as has done as you put in some groundwork haven't you You've done about three hours of research into this i'm i'm absolutely shocked do you, do you know what do you know what it was it was way more work than i thought it was gonna be i thought i could just take some twitter teams put them into a spreadsheet and work out what the twitter template was turns out putting in a hundred teams was, was was just was just a lot more work than i thought it was it took me about three and a half hours last night yeah but well, i've yeah. got a twitter template yeah, and then well, yeah. someone guessed it immediately so after all Honest. that, so you could have just put it together in five minutes then, basically. Exactly. You could, have, you could have just gone, who, who, what do you reckon the Twitter template is? And that's it. But anyway, yeah. you've done the research. So there is research behind it. Um, yeah. So we'll be looking at the template team as per Twitter tonight in the show. And then we'll be looking at differentials by position to try and uh, see what differentials we can get into to break that up. Uh, and we might even have time to pick our own differential team on the show. We'll look at our lineups, of course, as they stand. But um, there's so much in flux at the moment. So many caveats with the Kane situation, the Greedy mm. situation, Lukaku today. I just, you know, I don't know where we stand on things. So, so uh, the first thing I want to talk about is uh, is VAR, right? Mm. Because um, I don't know how seriously we should take this. I don't know how much this impacts us. But three things they talked about offsides today. They're gonna they're gonna get rid of the marginal offsides, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. We don't know to what extent. Um, but the and also there was going to be, you know, the flags for offsides as well, which won't affect us or shouldn't do this. The third point, though, isn't it? The principles for decision-making around what challenges by players should constitute fouls. 
Um, and then Mike Riley of uh, PGMOL, which is the officials governing body board, whatever you like to call it, at the Premier League, um, has come out of a quote which effectively says that they're going to look much more closely at what constitutes a foul in terms of contact on players. And the upshot of that is we're going to get, surely, fewer penalties. But what do we think about this? This is the last well, 24 you, hours. You were very... You sent me a very passionate series of messages last night about this, saying, oh, this is completely, you know, going to go against Bruno. He's not an option anymore. You know, blah, blah, blah. So... It's not just Bruno, I, though, is it? It's not just Bruno. It's all penalties. I think we're going to have fewer penalties, yeah, to begin with, anyway. What, do, you you think it's, like do, you, do you think they're going to go too far the other way, then? Yeah, well, yeah, that's typically what they do. Yeah is they go to the extreme for the first six weeks and then look at the data and go, oh, God, you know, that's a bit wrong. We need to get it back in line. And then it goes back to normal again. So if if they're going to stick to type, we will get some really obvious penalties not given and few penalty kicks. Do you not think? Do you not think that's the way it's going to I mean, go? I mean, I, I guess so. I mean, I'm sure, surely they're just, they're just trying to get it to a point of which like it was, it was in, in the Euros where it worked pretty well and it does in these kind of international tournaments. Yeah. But I do agree. They are they have proven to be fairly incompetent so far. So it wouldn't surprise me if it went if it went another it's, way. It's just, um, where, where do you draw the line though? That, that's the thing. It's like it's not like there's a definite type of penalty they can go right. We're not going to give that type of penalty anymore. It's is there really? Is wouldn't I wouldn't. Well, say they so. tried. They tried to with some examples. I don't know if you looked at the examples. They did try to do that. Go on, I, I, well, I, I can't remember what they were now, but they were they were talking, for example, of Sterling's one for England. And that wouldn't be given. They gave that as an example. There was another one, an Arsenal one. I can't remember who it was now, but I, I looked at it and they said that, that wouldn't be given now. And I, I'm with you though, Mark. I think that um, just knowing the history that we've got from the refs, generally when they put out this mm. new guidance, they just completely cock it up in the first five <laughs> or six weeks because just generally they're just pretty incompetent. So I wouldn't... The thing is, how much can you really rely on that? Because after that five or six weeks, it might revert. I think it was last season where we had a ridiculous amount of penalties at the very start. And yes, penalties continue to be a theme throughout the season, but they did drop off a little bit once they sort of got their hands around it, especially the handball rule. Um, so yeah, I mean, how much of an impact it, it makes, I'm not so sure. But I do think in the first few weeks, there'll there'll be some teething issues as usual. Does does that actually put you off getting like penalty takers though? No. Because that, seem, that seems a pretty big cool like to, to not go for Bruno because of this well you wouldn't go Jorginho would you on the back of it <laughs> well I wouldn't go for him anyway but <laughs> no p- p- probably not but hold on a minute Andy paid a fiver for some advice and they said get Jorginho do you not he did that, that was I, yeah. no, I actually really enjoyed that video <laughs> yeah. no, but you I don't wouldn't, want to, you don't want to give slippers too much credit I, I was a good one. it was a good one I don't think you would rule out players but I think well Having said that, there are players like Pascal Gross, for example, right? The only reason you get him, and you know Natalie's got him, got her in, in his her team. Yes. No, no bias, no bias. Is for penalties, right? Is it not? Would you not say? Well, he was. I assume she's got him because his stats are always good. He's that kind of player who always yeah. she's been look. She's been spent a lot of time looking at the numbers. Natalie's my apprentice. For anyone who hasn't seen the apprentice video, go and watch that on the channel. Um, Natalie doesn't have much football knowledge but she's been doing a lot of research into the stats and Gross is a stats guy right. so she would have seen that he got a couple of goals got a couple of assists his, I think his chances created was right up there with you know some of the most elite players they always are we've got yeah, no one to finish them he's creating them for Mopo and Welbeck that's, yeah that's, that's the problem but that is, but I mean, you know, I that's think, the, I think the story Gross, us, Gross is probably in that bracket where me thinking there wouldn't be many penalties early on would tip me against going for him 
Bruno, well, I'm not so sure. But, I, yeah. I, I just on the Bruno thing. I just think. I mean, people just say Man United get loads of penalties, and yeah, they do. But that's no reason to think they're just going to get twelve again. Like, surely regression to the mean is it was going to happen anyway. I'm kind of annoyed that this guy didn't come out because I was hoping they just wouldn't get yeah. like twelve penalties again. Um, because I mean. There's loads of top teams that spend a lot of time in the box. Man City spend even more time in the box. You know, they've got fast and tricky players all over the pitch. I'm not buying this old Man United are just God's gift to, to penalties and therefore they get them. It's just, it's like throwing dice, essentially. I mean, why haven't we all got um, Mihailovic in our team then? Because Palace got 12 or 13 before. It just, you know, there's a little bit of luck there. I agree that the top teams will get more, but to say Man United will get more than any other top team is just out there for me anyway. So I'm kind of annoyed at it, to be honest. Because I, I, and I think Bruno's a great option, obviously, and he's a good option for the first few weeks because the fixtures are good, but I wasn't sure he'd be worth 12 million. And now I think more people will be questioning that. I'm pretty upset about that, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think that is the case. I think more people now will question whether Bruno is worth the 12 million initially until it's settled down. I think it will. My prediction is it'll be, it'll have an impact in the first six weeks and then they'll have another meeting and go, oh, we've gone a bit too far. We need to put, and then it'll be all right again. So I don't think it's a season-long yeah. thing. I think it had to happen, though, because it's ruining the game. The spectacle of the game, just too yeah. many penalties. We don't want to be playing a game where it's like field goals. Do you know what I mean? It's just, mm. it was stupid. Like, the, some of the penalties that were given were ridiculous. And then with the offside calls as well, obviously it just ruins the game when people are level, you know, level as far as... But the thing is, I got used to it. Right? I got used to it until I watched the Euros and I was like, oh, this, this is, is what it could be like. The enjoyment's back, exactly. Yeah. You know, take away, take away FPL, it, it just needed to happen full stop. Well, whether they'll actually be able to come through with what they're promising, we'll see. But um, they needed to do something because it was just encouraging diving, for example. Just no punishments for diving. It's just absolutely mm. mental. I mean, they've literally said this time, if you don't go to ground, you will still get penalties. I struggle to believe that referees are going to be able to do that. It won't I mean, happen. No, exactly. It won't happen. I like the idea, but imagine someone getting fouled in the penalty area, they don't go down and a ref blows up for a penalty. I just... It'll be then, they're going to be, then they're going to be called too soft again and then it's going yeah, to reverse exactly. all this That's work I mean. they're trying to do to reduce the number of penalties it's, yeah they, they just too make many they make too many rods for their own backs I think and, and find it hard to find like a decent balance yeah. it is interesting you talk, you, you're both kind of going off, off Bruno though and saying that you're annoyed that this is going to mean less oh, people was, go for it this was before because I'm yeah. I'm I'm moving way more towards Bruno now than I ever was when I was looking at a Sancho draft I'm I'm all in I'm all in on Bruno I think he's much a much better option than, than I think you two are giving him. I, I, I think I think Luke and I were both off Bruno anyway, and we're just biased and using this yeah. as confirmation, right? Probably. Yeah. I can I can I hear so. I can hear Raptor now. Yeah. Buy my book. Coming through his book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, no, I can't. I mean, yeah. And then there, Sorry, there, Ross. There, there could be a bit of that. There could be a bit of like, oh, this is just what I need to confirm that I don't want to go Bruno. Um, because when you when you decide not to go with a player like him. You look for any. That's how it felt last him. night when you were sending me all those messages about this because you, oh, you, you told me about you, an hour before. Yeah, 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 you told me an hour before yeah. about Bruno. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I do, I do, I do think it helps me. It helps me in my decision. I definitely, I definitely think it makes me feel better about not going him. Um, but what about, for example, Salah versus Mane? Mane's yeah, you still go Salah, don't you? Well, there we go. See, so yeah. I, d- I don't think it's going to make too much of a difference. Like maybe, maybe a little bit, but. Well, it Not does because nine, nine of his 18 goals were penalties, right? So that's half, it's half his goal count. Yeah, but like we said, um, I just think that would come down anyway. But do I you mean, go when's Mane the guy over gonna Bruno? Miss a penalty? Surely he's going to miss one eventually. Come on. Do you go <laughs> Mane over Bruno, though? I think that's the more... I think Salah's just non-negotiable. But you don't see too many Salah-Mane drafts. And you do see 
plenty of them with Salah and Bruno. You could argue yeah. with the fixtures, with this penalty thing. If you don't think he's going to reach it. it, then surely Mane is is the you know yeah. the better premium. I've done some drafts with Mane in, and yeah. I'm probably doing a whole one with Mane in. So. Yeah, we'll see. But anyway, we'll leave it there. We'll come back to our teams in a bit. Uh, another issue I want to talk about is uh, is Grealish, uh, and obviously yeah. one of the players there's a lot of speculation about. And and our FBL lineups are, are going to be dictated by what happens here. If he goes to City, that's going to change a lot of things. Of course, we're going to reconsider City assets as a result of that and figure out where Grealish fits in. And also, if he does go, we've got to look at Villa. Do you not think? Do you not? Do you not think that it'll have an impact on Villa? And just to highlight that, I've got some stats here with and without Grealish last season. And and as you would expect, the Villa attack is down for all the key indicators. Um, so, you know, with Grealish, you know, they were minutes per goal, minutes per shot, minutes per shot in the box, minutes per shot on target, all up compared to the 11 matches without him. Um, interestingly, the defence was okay without Grealish. Um, you know, there was still, they still... In fact, they, you know, for some stats, for some key indicators, they they did better off without Grealish in the team. But I think they the key, have to, right? Be a bit more solid. And yeah, I think that's right. Looks brave in the game. I think Dean Smith set them out more solid, certainly in away games. Um, but I think the key for me is Watkins there in the bottom graph, which shows, you know, minutes per xG without Grealish, it it, it almost doubles. So you can see the quality of the chance that Watkins got without Grealish in the team plummeted and given how popular Watkins is at the moment in ownership that could be you know Grealish's departure will make us rethink that I think I mean I for one I'm not looking at Villa attacking assets if Grealish goes until I've seen how well until I've seen them because Wendy is a brilliant player um, no doubt about that and they are going to make more looking at Abraham maybe as a sign in as well they will spend that money and they'll spend it quickly I imagine to appease the fans and so on, but they're a team in flux. If Grealish goes, they're a team. It's a have you, have change, you watched right? the highlight reel of, of Bailey? This guy, yeah, he's signed. a good player. But he comes I mean, from he comes from the Bundesliga, right? I haven't been so impressed with a highlight reel since Havertz. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, but I, yeah, these stats. I think Alexander Wilson says. I mean, he says they're pointless. They're not pointless because they're important to look at. And and obviously Villa will be weakened without Grealish, but. Adding Brendia and Bailey has surely got to compensate at least a bit for for what yeah, for British sure. losing. And Villa have the best three fixtures to start the season. So I, I would agree with you that if Grealish went and the fixtures were okay, that maybe you could you could ignore. But I, I just think you need one at least to start easy. I've got two at the moment. I don't know. I I don't agree with that at all. I think I think I think it's a risk going given the options you've got at Brendia's price point and Watkins' price point. I think it's a risk to go just presume that Buendia and Bailey just slot in and it compensates for Grealish. But surely, but surely the, the fixtures argument that we had last week, you know, pointing to a, the best attacks do the best against the worst fixtures and defence is less predictable. Surely, like when you've got three fixtures like that, you, you know, two, two promoted teams in the first three? You've yeah, got, you've I mean, got you, to back. You, you've got to back You Watkins. consider them, but it depends on the options you've got. Well, I don't know. I don't think you have got to back Watkins. Really? No, I don't. Wow. I don't I don't I mean, necessarily think you That, to me, is a hell of a lot braver than backing Watkins to do well. All right. Well, what do you think, Luke, on Watkins, if without Grealish? Um, I, I think losing Grealish would hurt any team, to be honest. Um, mm. So I don't, you know, I expect that will probably happen. And yeah, they've got new players, so we're not really sure how they'll fit in. I know Buendia likes to come deep a lot, for example. And the whole makeup of the team will be slightly different. Obviously, they're not going to be looking for him every time they get the ball, which is what they 
they do when he's on the pitch. Um, and then, you know, you have to think, well, maybe Bailey he strikes me as a little bit more of a selfish player. And then even um, Traore, when he plays, he's extremely, well, he's unique, I suppose. He's a very different player. And then El Ghazi's incredibly selfish if he actually plays, just shoots all the time. So you have to think that the service to Watkins would be slightly different. Maybe it would be more like getting rebounds off of shots than it will be feeding him in certain areas to turn and have a shot. But I just think the fixtures are really, really good at the start. And there's an obvious move from him to Jimenez in game week four, I think it is after three, that a lot of people might be eyeing up. That I'd probably still, well, I mean, he's in my current draft at the moment. I'm not 100% on him, but I just think the fixtures are good enough to give him a chance. Because I also just think he is just a really good player and he's developing. And like when I watch him play, I know it doesn't count for much because at the end of the day, all we care about is the points, but he is just a real handful. He never stops running. He's all over the place. He's trying to make things happen. And I just think they've got enough good players on the pitch that they'll do, they'll do okay, I think, in the first three games. I think there's, you know, out of all the teams, they have got the, the best three fixtures. So mm. why not give it a go, essentially? Yeah, there's, there's no doubt about that. And, we, and it, it, for me, it's Watkins, Antonio or Tony. If I went with three out front, I would go Watkins probably, but I, I, currently I'm not. Well, what so he's I'm not out of my is, thinking. Is Watkins or Greenwood? That's the that's what I'm right. looking at for the same price, and obviously swap the position. At the moment, it's Watkins. Earlier in the day, it was Greenwood. So one of those. I don't. I don't really understand why so many people are going for Greenwood. Well, because Rashford's out, and Sancho might not be ready to start the season. So mm. Cavani's might also not be eight. ready to start the season, but he's very much a player you're going to have to well, get rid of probably in a couple of weeks. At least well, he's got well, maybe but one I week f- against Leeds who are quite good. Well, I don't know. We scored six versus them last time. Um, <laughs> That's a good point. I can't see that happening again, though, game week one. No, but I think the fixtures are obviously great. That's where everyone's going for Bruno. And you're getting someone in a more advanced position than Bruno when Bruno might be getting slightly less penalties. I don't see... And he's, he's nearly half the price. I mean, I don't think it's a bad move, to be honest. I think that you're always risking an early sub with him. Um, but we've seen before that he can go on runs and, and produce a lot of goals. So I think it's, a lot depends on Pogba at the end of the day. Um, if Pop was going to play left wing, then it's going to be a problem because Sancho or Greenwood will probably play right wing and then Cavani's up top. And obviously it's going to be Sancho in the long run. But if Pop is not playing on that left wing slot, maybe he's going and we don't really know what the situation is. I can't see him playing in midfield. We really need Fred and McTominay because we just don't have a DM that can do it on his own at the moment. So then Pogba doesn't play and then Sancho will have to go left wing, I imagine, which will be pretty good for him. And then Greenwood will be on the right. So I think his minutes of chance are pretty high in the first few weeks. I mean, I'm not saying keep him long term, definitely not. But for three weeks or so, I think he's a good option. Yeah, Watkins every time. Would you? You're going for? I mean, Watkins is in your team at the moment, and he's has he ever gone anywhere? Have you ever done drafts about him? No way. Not with not with not with those first three. Like you Mm. you just you just target a striker who's playing two promoted teams in the first three. That's just like basic 101 of FPL. I, you know, I know, and at the moment they've still got Grealish, and even if they lose him, I still think there's enough creativity in that team to to get goals. And like, look, I really rate him. I just think he's he's a really, really good player. It's not like I'm getting in Mope and just targeting fixtures. I think he's a player who could actually build on what he did last season because he missed quite a few chances. Hit the post what, about five or six times. Could have had even more goals. You know, he could, if if Villa can do yeah, all I, right again, he could hit twenty goals this but season. He, he got he got three he got three goals in eleven games without what without Grealish, mm. right? So the strike weight. He definitely did suffer without Grealish there. Villa did suffer, not just him, but Villa did suffer. And and they've got to they've got to come up with a new blueprint, right? Without Grealish, yeah. right? And they've got to get used to having. I mean, Bailey and Buendia will they get a chance to start together? They might get one friendly together, right? So it's going to take I, but, but, time, isn't it? Buendia is 
is like one of the most creative players in the league. Yeah. Like he was in the championship. Like they they've replaced him with like an unbelievably creative player. And I never it never really felt like he was trusted in the Premiership with Norwich, but he was trusted in the Championship. It's whether he can make the step up. Yeah. But the signs are that that he can, and I, I think he he's there he's there to fill the void. So I did, if you're gonna if you're gonna I, I don't know I, I I I trust him to to do it now he's moved. I didn't I wouldn't have trusted him at Norwich, but I like what Villa are building again. I think they've had an amazing transfer window. So yeah, I've I've got to get in on that on the, on the first three. Yeah, I mean, there's no argument if Grealish stays for me, but I just I just what the worry I've got because Watkins is so highly owned as we'll see. If he blanks in that opening game, and Wilson scores and Antonio scores, no, I can't hmm. see that. I don't think he'll go down in price. Not with the you don't game. think he'll surely, go down in price. Surely people won't be. You'd hope. Yeah, taking him out with them two games. I mean, I suppose anything can happen. The only thing I'll put as a counterpoint is Watkins' expected goal involvement over the season is actually pretty low for strikers. It's below a lot of of names, you know, per ninety. Anyway, it's it's not as high. I mean, it's below Madger, for example, Diangane, <laughs> you know, Morpai himself, Bamford, Cavani. Like you can go on the list. Of Lacazette. Mm. There's loads of them. Like right at the top, you've got the likes of Antonio and Iniesta. And I think Iniesta is probably if I wasn't going Watkins, it'd probably be Iniesta, but. Obviously, that carries this slight element of risk now. Yeah, I like that. I, I like I like Nacho actually. I think he'd he'd probably be the one if I wasn't going for Watkins at, at seven five. I'd, yeah, I'd it's just it. this injury to Evans that for me is means that they might go to a back four, and then, and then if that happens, I mean, I was when the, when the game was first launched, I literally just built my team, and Nacho was one of the first names that went in like mm. straight away, and I. I know people were saying we're not sure about game time because Barnes comes back. He's a great player. I think there's no way this guy can't be playing considering how well he was playing back in the last yeah. season. Yeah. And then pre-season as well. they obviously signed Daco, who looks a great player. And then Evans got this injury, which means they may go to a back four. And suddenly it's like, well, maybe, I guess, maybe he will be playing a slightly different role. So that would be my only worry. Otherwise I'd go for Inacho over Watkins because he's just, his data is far better. And yeah, he looks... He looks impossible to control sometimes. I mean, the guy is hitting absolute rockets from any angle. This banging in the top corner. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's not possible to continue. It was a weird season. Luke. Into, it but... was a weird season. <laughs> if we well, could be certain on Ianacho starts, I'd be I'd be on him as well. Yeah, I suppose yeah. that's what it is, right? But I mean, that's the problem. I mean, the thing about Watkins as well. If they do, I mean, there's talk of them looking at Abraham's. If he comes in, if Tammy Abraham comes in, then Watkins is moving out wide anyway, right? Because no, yeah. surely. Surely if Tammy's Tammy not signs. going there to sit on the bench, is he? Well, the thing is, he's fit and playing games at the moment as well, so you'd expect he would come straight in, wouldn't you? And then yeah. Watkins at left wing? What, I, what Watkins would go though, left. I just don't know what would happen. I mean, if that happens, I just avoid them all because I just He's played know. there before as, as a left wing. He's kind yeah, of a left has. winger turned, turned striker. So it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be completely surprising. But if if shame, Abraham signs for Villa, I'm, I'm off. I, I would completely 360. I'd go for Abraham. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he'll be on pens as well, even though there won't be any pens, of course. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just, it's that will change everything. I think that would be a shame if Abraham goes there because it will kill Bondia, who should be an option for us, if not at the start, as the season progresses. I don't know what, and I don't know what Bailey is going to come in at. Is, he, is his price we didn't discuss yet? yet? I, I mean, guess, what do you get? I guess six. I hope it is six. I hope it is six because it makes him an option then if Abraham's at six five, obviously. But I, mm. I do. I mean, I said today on Twitter, it'd be a shame if Abraham goes to Villa. Good for Villa, but not good for FBL, I don't think. He's got to go to West Ham. It'd be such a good fit at West Ham. They really need a striker well, as well. That's the end of Antonio then, isn't it, as an option? Yeah. So, yeah. They just rotate him. If he went though. to Arsenal, I'd take that. That'd be amazing. Well, you wouldn't get him though, would you? If you went to Arsenal? Well, if you went to Arsenal, I think it would. They don't know who they want to play up front most weeks. I think that's the just... problem. 
Well, <laughs> I, I think they'd get rid of Lacazette. I'm sure they would if he signed that. I think if they got rid of Lacazette and they got him in, I yeah, think, okay, I think yeah, there's already enough. signs of Bamiyang's playing left wing again in preseason. So, you know, I'd, I'd air towards Tammy then. I think that'd be good. But they're, the fixtures are dreadful, so you could wait, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Right, okay, another discussion uh, this week is Kane, of course, right? He's not turned up for training two days running. He says he's going to make it at the weekend, though. Hey, hey. That's I mean, nice of him to turn I know, up, isn't it? I mean, what's going on there? What's he playing at there? I just, <laughs> are you shocked by it all? Well, it, it's, it's this gentleman's no. agreement, isn't it? This is This is what's so weird about it. He said that in the summer, he had a chat with Levy and was like, if City come in for me, I want to go. And apparently Daniel Levy was like, yeah, that's fine, mate. <laughs> See you later. And Daniel Levy's denying all mention of it. And so Kane's thrown his toys at the pram. He's the, he's the one player who I would never have thought would this, no. he'd do this. Well, I, I think it was really signposted. He was having loads of interviews basically saying De Bruyne's great and I'd love to play with him. Like, I Yeah, think... I know. But even even in this situation, I still would never have thought Kane just wouldn't turn up for a week. It's and just the way modern strike. football is now, right? He doesn't want to play for a team that's not... I mean, they're not going to win a trophy this season. Almost sound, Clip that just in case they do. But they're probably not going to win a trophy this season, are they? And he's like, what, 28 now or something? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't like it. But at the end of the day... If he wants to get a move, he's got to, you know, throw his teddy down. Go on strike, but surely he just hands in a transfer request. Why has he got to go on strike? I think you lose money when you do that. For example, I think your wages. Okay, so it's so so it's out. So it's so it's yeah. So that 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 immediately tells me this is a guy who's you know been given his big looking after his own interests. Yeah, shock. He's the he's he's he's, he's, yeah, but he's the one that keeps signing these huge contracts with Spurs, four years, five years down the line. Yeah, you know, like you know, when he signed it, they were Champions League, right? Now look where they've gone. Pochettino was there. It's a very different scenario, right? So yeah, I, I mean, I just don't like the way he's gone about it because there's no way back from here, is there? You, you know, they're not going to be singing. Be. He's one of our own. Well, not 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 in a Spurs shirt. You wouldn't have thought. Yeah, no. If, if City, if, if, City if signed go... Grealish, if City signed Grealish, I can't see him signing Kane. I've said it right from the start. I, I just don't think they're going to spend two hundred and twenty-five million on two players. And I think if they get Grealish, they'll they'll wait and, and get Haaland and if, so and if City do? don't do you, get him do you think he's trying to force this move through then before the Grealish one goes through do you reckon it's City going we can only get one of them who do we go for him? and Kane panicked and went right I've got to act now because they're going to get yeah. Grealish I, 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 think, I think there probably is an element of that I think there probably is an element of I don't think City are going to buy both of us I, I need to be I need to get sort of be the front runner but I don't think he is I think they I think, want I think Kane they pick... and Jack is the fullback that's what I think right. I mean it fits because Kane is, I think, they I need think a centre forward opposite. right at the end of the day. And I feel like there are, they're telling, you know, when they've spoke to Levy, example, they've, they've tried to get him to force it through. And they basically said to Kane, you're going to have to do something if you want to come to us. I think that's what it's going to be because otherwise we're going for Jack. I mean, who knows at the end of the day, but I feel like Kane is the better fit for them. Right. So I, I think Pep would know that too, surely. Right. Mm. I mean, everyone else would say Kane is the better fit, wouldn't they? And then there was noise today. I saw on Twitter that Jack might sign a new contract and be a legend at the club. I saw that as well. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah, don't know. He signed the last that. one last year. Oh, it's, it's, it's crazy business, isn't it? Anyway, it right. Is. So where they, does that where does that leave us then? Where does it leave us? Well, what, just what, ignoring both of them until we know any different, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. And what what about Son's prospect if Kane does go? I mean, Son's a player you're interested in and I'm interested in as well, Luke. Um, I mean, we take penalties out of it. Well, yeah, he will be on penalties if Kane goes, such as they mm. are. But I mean, I mean, I looked at a thread by a chimp, FBL chimp paradox who took some data from um, Fancy Football Scout, uh, and he started looking at um, Son without Kane and Son with Kane. 
Um, and it's quite interesting. I mean, like Son overall, I mean, Son had his best season last season, 37 games, 17 goals. His expected assists were up. His goals were up. His big chances, big chances created were up. He had his best season, right? But that was with Kane. But even looking back over, historically, 26 matches without Kane, he's fared well. You know, his, his goals are up per 90. Uh, his XG's up per 90. A lot of the key areas up per 90. So Son has done okay without Kane there, even though last season they were just a double act and unstoppable. What do we think if Kane did go? Where do we think that leaves Son as an FBL asset at 10 million? Well, well also, I mean, there's also a different manager now. So it's just, it's, you just don't know at the end of the day. Um, and we don't even know for sure which formation Nuno Sanchez wants to play, do we? Does anyone know for sure that he wants to play the Wolves 3-5-2 or he wants to play four at the back? I mean, it's just total guesswork right now. The one thing I do know is Son is a ridiculously good footballer and always has been. He just always had issues with fitness and and other things that made that he, he didn't always play like a, a huge amount of minutes across the season. Obviously, he's fixed that last year and showed what he can do and and you know, under Jose, he was tracking back all over the place and everything. So I don't think his fitness is so much in question these days. So I don't doubt that he'll be a really good option, but there is just some, some un- a little bit of uncertainty there. I mean, if they do play with um, the three up top and play with wingbacks, does he, is he the central striker? I mean, they don't have anyone else, do they? So I imagine that's where he'll play. I'm not sure that role suits him entirely. I feel like he would be better coming off the, the wing on the left side, like the Jota position. But Well, if, if, if Kane goes, they're going to have 120 million to spend. So yeah, it's not again, like they're gonna, it's not like going to sit back, but like yeah, but they're, they're going to have they're going to yeah. they might do what they did when they sold Bale and just go out and sign a load of I suppose, you know, but the season's tap. two weeks away. Like, do you know what I mean? I, I feel like Sun will be a really good option. I do because I just think he's a great player. But there is just an element of doubt because he's priced ten million now because he had you know two hundred and twenty three points or whatever it was last season, a ridiculous season. Do I think he can match that again? Probably not. But um, can he get two hundred points again? Probably. I mean, I, mean, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought he would have been capable of getting two hundred points under Mourinho. Well, this did. is it. <laughs> but he did. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, his XG numbers and everything suggest that he's just like the world's greatest finisher. You know, can that continue? Maybe it just goes down a bit because, you know, who can keep that? But apparently, he can. So it's just a really tricky one to know an answer at this stage. We just don't have enough information. I know that's a proper fencing situation, but that I do is like the, the most on the fence answer. But the thing oh, no. is, but I'm still going to get him. Because yeah. I like his games. Well, game, <laughs> game week three. Game week three. What yeah. for that home, right? He, he, I don't have any doubts he's going to start up front for Spurs, right? If Kane, I mean, even if Kane's still at the club, I can't see him starting the first couple of games anyway. Uh, no. Because they've already prepared us for that, saying he needs rest because of Europe. And, and all this controversy, they'll let that die down. So I think Son's going to start the season up front. And I think it's the game week three fixture at home to Watford where a Spurs attacker looks a good option, doesn't it, for a captaincy. Um, think, and so that's why I'm looking at him as well, you know, seriously considering. Because I think he will, as a central striker, I think he's he's got everything he needs, right? And I think he's shown in pre-season already, he's played that position. I think they played a 4-3-3 in the first game. Uh, yeah, in that, Yeah, so well, I they think, played four at the back anyway, I don't know. What yeah, the they played Doherty, but he didn't play wing-backs. So I, I, I think Son starts in the middle up front and he, he's effective there, right? He, the data here shows he has been effective in that position before. I think we've got to consider him. I think he's, he's yeah. he is an elite finisher, right? He's shown that. The, the data shows that, and we've seen it with our eyes, basically. So it's just, just what Spurs, what Spurs team will we get? Yeah, he, he's just in that like premium bracket now without playing for a premium team. And it's a bit like when Vardy hit that kind of 10 million mark, and yeah. it just makes you feel like 
this is a lot of money to be paying for a Leicester player who they could finish eighth and ninth or something, and it won't be too surprising. Spurs could finish tenth next year. I, I don't, I don't really think. I think Nuno is a, is a, is a bit of a desperate appointment for them. I don't think he was first choice or second choice. He probably wasn't even third choice. You know, they wanted Conte, they wanted Pochettino back. They probably had other options. They've settled on Nuno probably because he'd left Wolves, and you know, they wanted to, they needed to get someone in. Doesn't exactly. I don't know, inspire a lot of, and they're going, they're starting the season, losing their talisman who's, you know, and, all, and now all this stuff that's rumbling up, it's awful preparations for the start of the season as well. Yeah. I really like Son. I think Son is great. And you know, the fact he's signed this big contract amongst all of this, I think shows how loyal he is to whatever project yeah, they're doing. He must and how have known, he is. Right? Absolutely. When he signed that Absolutely. contract, he knew what Kane was doing. Must have done. So I think Son fancies being the top dog there. I mean, I, even if they went out and signed a striker, they'd struggle to sign one as good as Son, I think. I mean, he's yeah, they would. absolute elite. It's just elite if, they, if, if, they, if they want to get a kind of like a target man, like a Jimenez or a Kane or someone just mm. to, you know, because Son up front is quite a lightweight option, isn't it? It's a bit like when Martial was up front. Like it works. There's no plan B, really. So, that, you know, they've got Cavani now who gives them something extra. I think That's... Spurs definitely need to get a plan B. That mm. was my only concern is the fact that what we've seen from Nuno is he likes to have you know, Jimenez up top. And I know yeah. he tried to change things at Wolves. There's awful timing, injuries, all sorts of other things. And it's just like, is he going to be able to get the best out of him as a central striker? I don't know. But I just have massive faith in Sun. So I almost wanted to just ignore all of mm-hmm. that stuff and just say, the games are good. Sun's a, an excellent player. You know, he has now potentially added these penalties to, to, his, um, to his arsenal. And yeah, I just think he's, the ball's going to be going to him 24-7. Who else are they going to look to? Well, exactly. <laughs> It's, yeah. it's like you're not going to pass to Lucas Moore, are you? Have a word with yourself. You're going to pass to Sun, so I, <laughs> I feel like he's going to do fine. I think like, you're harsh on Moore there, Luke. I think he's... <laughs> he's all he's, right, bless him. He's average <laughs> at best. <laughs> His hat-trick was good, though, in the Champions League. Yeah, I, I think Son's still... I mean, I, I'm still considering him. I'm even putting money in the bank to make sure I can go to him in game week three. I think it's it's something I want to leave open. Um, because I just think that is a good fixture for him at home to Watford. I think he his pace and his movement, he's, he's, he doesn't doesn't need chance. He doesn't need many chances to score goals. No. He's a brilliant finisher. He's so That's, clinical. So and ultimately, clinical. it's a midfielder up front. And yeah, just on like penalties. Take, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. And that in FPL is often gold dust, right? We get that. We all know we get the extra point for the That's goal. A good the extra point. point for the clean well, we, sheet. Well, we, had yeah, Bamiang, right? we had it with Bamiang, right? We had it with Bamiang last yeah. season, and we were all going. I think he was eleven, wasn't he, at Bamiang as a midfielder? Twelve, wasn't he? Was he twelve? May even been was, that. I think he was he 12. Was, he, was he, was, he was the Salah, most expensive. Salah was. Yeah, yeah, he was the most was. expensive. Right, so he yeah. was a midfielder playing up front for Arsenal, who arguably... Yeah, he team played left wing though, didn't he? Yeah, he did. But we were excited about that. Pre-season, we were going, oh, Bamian, 12 million. He's going to be playing up front. He's definitely in my team. And yet for some, I'm not seeing that yet. But mm. um, I think there will City, be... City game week one doesn't help. No. What a ga- what a just you know like sometimes when just things align though what a game to have as game week one like all this stuff going on with Kane going to City and they're playing them yeah in but the first he'll be match. in the stands won't he he'll yeah be in the stands either way he'll be in for the who? stands for, <laughs> for yeah. who for which one well God it's gonna be it's gonna be red cards it's gonna be such bad blood of he'll be he'll be at Spurs until the the the, the window shuts it'll happen Someone it won't happen until we into the out. season I don't think right. no, I don't think fi- it'll be final day if it happens or... yeah. It won't yeah. happen before game week one. But it's whether now Grealish does as well. I mean, maybe it's put the, that on the buffers yeah. as well. Um, but that's what I mean, though. If, if this, if this is, if all these transfers are still rumbling on right until the transfer mm. window shuts, 
they're going to be playing City with all this stuff going on. Yeah. Surely that gives City the upper hand yeah. in that even more than they would do anyway. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I guess Grealish will start end up starting the season for Villa and see what happens. But Yeah. Okay, the Twitter template. So talk us through the process of putting this together, Az, because um, <laughs> didn't you do an appeal on, on Twitter and go, send us your teams? And then I did. obviously you got a load of teams, right? And you got I three did. or four hours of work to do. Yeah, ma- massive response. So I got I got about nearly 700 replies to my to my message. 700 with, replies? With different teams. Wow. Unbelievable. And I thought, right, I'm going to put my research hat on. I'm going to take 100 of these, random sample, you know, from the list and build this template out. And it became apparent very, very quickly that there was a very, very strong Twitter template. And I think most people know that anyway. But I got to I got to 50 and I looked at the percentages and then I got to 60 and the percentages barely changed. And I got to 70 and they'd barely changed. And in the end, I did 75. And that took me three and a half hours. And I thought, that's just not the something. Bit of a cop out, Luke, if you ask me that. <laughs> bit, bit of a cop out. It's not 7,000 the... words, is it? No, no it isn't yeah, 7,000 words. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, Come Tom. on. Slacking. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, and then like I said, like, I, I put the Twitter template on, uh, on, on, well, I, I said, can anyone guess it? And Andy Mack, uh, who we know well, Mark, you're staying in his house. My landlord, yeah. Your landlord at first. Um, he guessed it straight away. So the template for the, for the, for the listeners on the audio, the Twitter template is Sanchez and Foster, Alexander Arnold, Shaw, Dean, Eiling and Robertson, if you're doing it properly, but for Fana, if you're building an actual team that you could have, because obviously they'll take you over the budget. Uh, Salah, Rafina, Fernandez, Buendia, Brownhill, who is... The enabler yeah, of choice, isn't he? This the season. enabler of choice. Absolutely. I'll, t- I'll say a bit more about these percentages in a bit. Uh, Watkins, Antonio, and Tony. Now, a few a few things kind of struck me with it. Firstly, I wasn't really too surprised by any of these names. Other than Eiling, I was quite surprised to see Eiling there. Um, as you know, he's in, he was in 40, nearly 40% of the teams that, that I looked at. So in terms of four or five option, it's him and Fafana who are kind of winning that, mm. that battle. The likes of Sufal were quite highly owned, but obviously didn't make this cut. And I mean, Trent Shaw and, and Dean is just so strong. Um, Salah, 92.9% ownership. So very, very few people are going without him. And the biggest difference between the Twitter template percentage and the overall percentage on on FPL is Antonio. So Antonio's 54% owned on Twitter, but only 13% owned on overall. So he's the kind of player who you could avoid because you want to be different. But actually, if he bangs, you're going to get still get quite a big return from it, particularly early, early on in the season. Um, so yeah, that's the template. I mean, does any, any, I mean, Luke, what do you think? You, you hate, you hate templates. You hate ownership. <laughs> this is why you're here, Luke, to break this up. This is up, why so. you're here. Well, I mean, I'm looking at this team and I'm thinking, I can see why this is the template. It's a, it's a good team, isn't it? To be well, honest, this is it. And I mean, at the very start, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much differential you have to really go right. I mean, you could argue that throughout the whole season, but at the start, in particular, I mean, the prices of kind and the fixtures, we all have the same information, right? I said I put a tweet out about it. We've all got the same information right now, roughly. We've all we've got the same fixtures in front of us. The prices are static. Um, it just looks really strong to me. I think that's just a really good team. I can't really pick any holes in it to be honest I think they're all good I mean Fafana we we said about maybe there's some rotation there it doesn't I mean I like to have players who can potentially get you some attacking output from the back and he's not really one of them so um he's a debatable one for me but he does have some good games to start with and 4.5 million for a Leicester defender I mean 
I was saying before as well, it's ridiculous that we're paying such cheap prices for defences that are in like the top eight and talking about rotations yeah. between like Ben White, Ailing, and Fafana and Brighton defenders in the past. You know, we were dealing with some horrific names and horrific players in our four million and four point five rotations from like the bottom barrel, like promoted team. We don't need to do that anymore. So it's taken a little bit away from it for me, from the um, you know, the more engaged managers can use that stuff to their advantage. Whereas now it's just so easy to log in and go, oh, Ben White plays for Arsenal, he's four point five million. I'll have a bit mm. of that. Same as for Farna. Um yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't really argue with any with any of those picks, to be honest. And I'd say nearly, I think every single one of them has probably been in a draft at some point in my team. I do like Ailing a lot, actually. I, I know he's not got great games to begin with, but I think of the 4.5 million defenders, he's probably the best across the season, mm. personally. Yeah, his XGI yeah. last season was really high. He, he didn't yeah. get any returns whatsoever, but threatened a lot, didn't he, uh, to do that. And surely he has a bit more luck this season. Mm. Well, I think with Dallas going into midfield as well, I think that might help him a little bit in terms of bonus occasionally and Mesnier, who I think we'll get to at some yeah. point. I think that'll yeah. make a significant impact. Yeah, I just think yeah, I've got a lot of them in my draft right now, so I'm not going to sit here and say any of them are bad. I'm not sure about Buendia. I think that maybe you could do more with that spot. That's the one yeah. I'd probably pick. But apart from that... So he, he, he's an example of, of quite a, a, a Twittery pick. So he's, he's 12% owned overall, 38.6% owned um, in the game so and and the same with Rafina as well so 54.3% compared to 22 so to me the these two picks I think all the other ones kind of have quite good histories of, of, of doing quite well and you kind of know what you're going to get but Rafina, we've seen him underperform FPL wise last season quite a few times amazing player but sometimes struggle to get the return so he's being picked for the potential and so is Brindia as well so they're they're the kind of players that maybe the likes of our apprentices Mark wouldn't wouldn't go for which is why their ownership is is down but twitter is you know a bit more clued up so so goes to them i mean the big one here mark is, is you mentioned watkins earlier i mean 87 percent yeah, huge in, compared in to 36 template, in the game compared to 36 in the game I mean, so i guess you, that's the fixtures right that's the fixtures so if you go without him not only are you 36 percent own overall is, is high anyway and he and he gets a hat trick game week one but also, you know, your target of aiming for the likes of Slippers and, and those guys. I mean, he's going to be in every competitor for you team yeah. around. So, you know, we talk about ownership quite a lot. Does, does seeing that make you more likely to go with them, do you think? Or would you still no, back yourself? No, it doesn't, it doesn't make me more likely to go with him. Oh, um, that's the right answer. Well no, I, 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 <laughs> you know, I, I, just, I do have doubts about how Villa will start. Because right? I do think that Smith without Grealish was a more negative manager away from home, definitely, right? Mm. So I don't think that they're going to... And they, I think two of their first three are away from home. They're good, good games, but um, I mean, let's just, just remind ourselves what the fixtures are. Um, yeah, so... Where are Villa on here? Blah, blah, blah. Villa, Watford, Newcastle, Brentford. Okay, so they've got two home games. Their first game is Watford away. Um, I don't know what we'll get in that first game. That's, a, I mean, Watford's defence at home was very strong as well, right? It was, I think, 61% clean sheets at home in the championship. So we think when we're looking at Watford's keeper, it's the home fixtures we're banking on there. So mm. although that looks an easy game, we we don't know what we're going to get from Watford and we suspect that at home they're going to be quite hard to break down because that's what they were like in the championship. So my only doubt is about that first game. I don't know whether he'll start with a hat-trick like you say. I think it's more likely if he'll win that, it'll be quite a narrow victory like a 1-0 because I don't I don't see Smith going for it. Um, I think he's been pretty cagey away from home without Grealish. So, but it depends. Like Grealish could be in the team. If, if City mm. haven't sealed the deal, he's going to be in the team and then... You know, all better. Yeah. And I probably will go Watkins then. I mean, I think that 
decides it for me. I just think as it stands with so much doubt, I think Antonio's better. I prefer Antonio. And you're either in the Tone camp or you're not. I mean, I've got Ivan Tony at the moment and I'm playing five in midfield. So that means my third striker is going to be a budget striker. But Watkins, undoubtedly, if I was playing three up front, would be in my team. No doubt, but I'm going for five yeah. in midfield. So you, you mentioned Tony. I mean, Tony's interesting because his, his ownership, he's one of the few players on this list where his Twitter ownership kind of marries up with the overall. Yeah. So 38.6% Twitter, 31.3%. So a bit more highly owned. I was actually expecting that to be a lot higher for the Twitter guys, because you see everyone's talking about Tony. There's so much hype around him. I can't really remember a, a, a player so hyped up in, in pre-season. But it was interesting. That there are quite a, I didn't actually um, make a note of the formations, but there are quite a few people playing five in midfield. There's a lot of people going four at the back. Right. And, it, and you know, and when people do go four at the back, it is, it is Watkins and, and Antonio. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a few people mentioning Calvert-Lewin. He was 33%. So he nearly... He nearly broke into that kind of thing, um, you know, ahead of Tony. Uh, he He's bat And Wilson as well. I think Wilson's 25% owned or something like that in the Twitter template. So, you know, the, the striking options that people are kind of, apart from Watkins, Antonio in about half. And then this third one is 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 just completely dependent on, when you say if you go five at the back, if you go four in midfield, or if you go for one of these guys like Wilson and, and Calvert-Lewin. So Tony isn't as locked into the template as, as I thought he would be. He's, he was one of my biggest surprises actually with this, along with, along with Eiling. Um, just the other thing I want to mention is Robertson, because Trent is like three quarters of teams on Twitter, 27.9% overall. So he's a lot higher on the Twitter template. Robertson's 45% though. There's a lot of people doubling up with them. No one is going Robertson and, uh, Robertson and no Trent. No. To du- it's double up no. or nothing. No, absolutely. I mean, and I've had, up until last night, I had Robertson in my defence as well. I mean, I, I think I want to go free Liverpool, right? So it's either going to be Yotta or it's going to be Robertson. And I keep flip-flopping between the two. And the team I'm going to show later will have Yotta in it, but that probably won't be final. I mean, the big the big thing for me is is the midfield is where I see the opportunity to find differentials, right? I think traditionally it's always been the area. And when we look at the differentials in a bit, you'll see the choice of, of player where you can go a little bit different. There's a lot of them in midfield, whereas I think up front, it's a bit more risky. You're looking at Wilson, who, you know, is injury prone, for example. We don't know how Newcastle are going to start. I think, although on the face of it, it looks like there's a lot of options up front, I don't think they're ones that give us, make me feel secure about going with them. So I think the reason why I'm going five in midfield and two up front is to give myself as much flexibility to find a couple of differentials in there. Because mm. if you go Bruno and Salah and you go Rafina, you've only got one slot really where you're going to be different from the template. And if you go Brendia, you're not different from the template, yeah. are you? So That's I mean, how do we want I... to play the game, right? Do we want to be like everybody else? Well, I suppose it shouldn't really matter at the start, should it? Like we said, but I just think if people are going with Bruno and Trent, then you are limiting your options, like you say, Mark. And then where are you? I mean, look at that team. It looks great. But where are you really making your transfers? I know that things will yeah. happen that that will change all this and there'll be injuries. There always is, you know, someone will hit form that we never expected. But looking at a team, I just feel like I probably wouldn't want to make a transfer for the rest of the season. No, and I know. Just, and it's it? like... Is that um, a problem? Uh, well, maybe, maybe it's not, but I don't want to have a 6.5 million midfielder that I want to play with, as in like swap them around, and that'll be where I'm making my impactful moves. And that's exactly. why I think that either moving away from Bruno or even Trent to give you extra money... It, 
could be good because it at least gives you some creativity. You know, that could be a bad thing, but I I would like to have options available to me. And I think there are players just below that premium bracket. You know, we know that Havertz, Mahrez, there's loads from Sun even that that could be 12 million, you know, worth of points come the end of the season. So um, I just think it stifles creativity a little bit. Absolutely. So looking at that team, as what's your transfer game week two or game week three? Where do you change it? You got, you're going to hope for an injury? You're going to hope for a bandwagon coming through that's stronger well, than any of those players? I mean, this is it. Is that the best team for the opening two game week? Because if it's not, then we've got two transfers by game week three, right? We've got to use them. And the only player I can see people swapping out there is Buendia because Rafina comes into good fixtures. Maybe you take yeah, but you, Watkins yeah, but you're, 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 act, you're acting like everything stays the same. When, when in the start of the season, every year I start a team with the team that I think looks good for the first two weeks, and yeah. I end up taking minus fours. Yeah, but that's because so, you're terrible at FPL. And, and Antonio, <laughs> like you, yeah, well that that as well. But you've I'm got joking. to factor that in. You, but no, you've got to factor that in when you're when you're building a team that you you make bad decisions. I mean, it could be that Everton under Benitez are absolutely terrible, and Dean isn't on set pieces for whatever reason. And, you know, they, they don't look like they can keep a clean sheet against anyone so you take him out. It could be that Robertson looks more attacking than Trent. So you take Trent out and, and free up a bit of you cash. You wouldn't do that after a couple of weeks, though. You, you, you could do. If, if Trent's gone back could, to how he, looked, be how he at... looked before. Let me, I mean, can I say something on Trent at this point, actually? Because, yeah, you know, people go want to go Bruno. Right, OK. Everyone just says Trent's an auto-pick. And I get it. I mean, obviously... Everyone's got him there. As you can see, every content creator I see says, yeah, getting him. Everyone on Twitter having him. The fixtures are great. You know, he's possibly the best ever fantasy defender we've had. Like, I get all of that. But um, I think we, I've got him as well. I, I mean, I am going to go to him. Got him yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think it's what it's that creativity thing we're talking about. I mean, there there's potentially defenders out there that, you know, are costing a fraction of the price. It's just a massive amount of money, 7.5 million. There's potentially like... You could look at that first six fixtures for Liverpool and maybe just back it that they they wouldn't just suddenly turn into a defensive juggernaut. I mean, they've got a history of this, of not being great defensively at the start of the season. I know they say everyone's saying Van Dijk's coming back, but there's a chance he might not be the same player again straight away. You have to remember that when Klopp took over at Liverpool, they were pretty bad defensively. They basically signed Van Dijk and Alisson and it sorted them out. They got like 21 clean sheets that season. They then dropped to 15 the year before when Van Dijk was playing and now it dropped to 12 without him. Now, will Van Dyke just come back and be the force he was? I mean, it's it's not always, you know, just a, a foregone conclusion that he can just be ridiculously good again and, and a really good defensive uh, player. Luke, if, he, if if Trent was a 7.5 midfielder, I'd even consider him playing at Liverpool. Yeah. To be I, I, get, I do get that. And uh, compared to the midfielders, I agree. But when you look at the other defenders and you think to yourself, let's say six weeks, right? I want a wild card after, after six weeks, probably in game week seven. I think that's a good idea to do that. Get quite a lot of information really probably enough to make some decisions you know fixture switches there's all sorts of reasons why you might want to do that if you take that block and you look at Liverpool's fixtures if you just back the idea that they've signed they've signed a new centre-back to go along with Van Dijk maybe Van Dijk's not quite at it they were terrible defensively last year really they got 12 clean sheets no one's talking about this new guy who yeah he could be good he's come from the German League everyone else who comes from the German League or is he come from the German League? suddenly they're terrible they can't be assets but yeah he's <laughs> going to fit into a defence and they're going to be a whole unit and suddenly they're going to keep clean sheets at no, I, on I, will I think and maybe it, not so then they've got suddenly, Gomez and Matic why, why does it want they well cons- yeah for a game or two and then they rotate all the time because they're injured all the time um, I'm just saying there is a chance that Liverpool don't start defensively really good and then um, you kind of need clean sheets at 7.5 million to justify him being good. I don't doubt he'll get assists. You only have to watch him look at the data. He'll be getting assists for fun. He always does. He always has done. 
He gets one in four, actually. One assists every 3.9 games is a ridiculous record in the Premier League. So you look at that block of six and you think to yourself, okay, realistically, I could put him down for maybe two assists in that. You know, I know it doesn't always work like that. Maybe he gets six assists now and then gets none for six games. But as an average, you might get, you know, two assists out of those six because he's got a one in four record. He's got a one in 16 goal record, which is great for a defender, but that equates to two to three goals a season. Do you know what I mean? The chance of him getting a goal? Pretty slim. I know it's nice when he steps up for a free kick, but they're low XG chances. So and really, confirm it's not nice when Trent scores. <laughs> I know, but you basically need those clean sheets is what I'm getting at. So you could take a chance and say, okay, I don't think Liverpool start off defensively sound. They're working through some things. Van Dijk's not back. You know, they've got a new centre-back partnership. They were terrible last year. Take that three million, put Veltman in there, for example. Six game. You could maybe say two clean sheets out of the six. Maybe one assist if he's playing at right wing back. Suddenly he's fairly close to Trent in terms of his returns, and he costs three million less. You then take that three million, you go to Buendia and you go, I'll have Mares instead, and then I'll change him to Pepe, and then I'll change him to Havertz, and then I'll find point five yeah, and change I, him to I, I agree you with what you, I'm saying? Right? But what yeah. you're saying there, I think is a small, you could say the same for Bruno and go, I won't go Bruno, I'll go Havertz. Yeah, well, that's say what I've chosen instead. Million, yeah. And there's every yeah. chance Havertz outscores Bruno in the first three or four games. Over a small that, period of matches, I agree with you. Yeah. Well, that's I what I'm saying. If I'm going to wildcard in game week seven, the bottom line is if yeah. I look at the defenders list in game week six, I bring up the points and Trent isn't right at the top of that list. I have to think that that's pretty much a fail, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I, I get, it. get it. Can I say, if so if you're planning a wildcard in, in game week seven, right? Mm. Trent's fixtures are Norwich, Burnley, Chelsea, Leeds, tough, Palace, Brentford, and then City. Yeah. So like... I, I get it. I, I don't think Liverpool. I, I think I think the, the defensive double up with Liverpool is too much, especially you know I don't I don't know what the centre back pairing is going to be. I mean, you saw Van Dijk in his first match giving the ball away. You know, he's he's going to take time to get up to speed. Mm. Gomez is as well, and they were so good at, at the way they complement each other. But I look at Trent and I just think Norwich and Burnley in the first two. You, you talk about going down to like Veltman. There, there just there just isn't that potential there. Okay, well, sure, Dinier. You see, I mean, you still can create two million. My point is, I'm going with that. I'm just saying, if you wanted to be different and you can't find where you're going to get cash, you could chance that Liverpool aren't a defensive you, you could, juggernaut in the right? first six weeks. I'm you not could. going to do that, but you could do. That. But but look look at look at the defense anyway. You've already got in this Twitter template. You've already got Shaw. You've already got Dina, mm. and the, and the other one was Robertson, but we put. Fafana in there, but to make the hundred million. So you've already got, as well as Trent, three quality defenders. What does that leave when you go back to the ticker? What defence offers you any kind of assurity that of any well, this clean is, sheets? This is the thing: it's picking who's going to be there. When I look at the list, you know, when I stop it in six weeks and I look, and is Trent right at the top? Okay, maybe he's not, but I want, I'd want positions two, three, and four to have at least been predictable. Otherwise, this was pointless, right? It has to be people you think. And I've mentioned a few there, but really, Dinier, Shaw, Veltman. I mean, outside of that, I'm not sure who would. It's just really to get that money to where you're going to use your transfers. That was the whole point. Like you've got Buendia for three games, you know, maybe, and then, and then maybe you switch to Saar, for example, and that's who you transfer. That's less impactful to, than me yeah. For, yeah. for doing a Havertz to Sun to whoever. Yeah. And if you, if you really want Bruno, then I think maybe you could look at Trent is what I'm saying is, as your avenue to find these players. Yeah. Um, you know, having all three is fine. I've decided no Bruno, but I just don't think he's... An, I just want to challenge the auto pick because 7.5 million is a lot of money for a team that haven't been a defensive juggernaut for a long time now and he does need to get clean sheets to actually be that value, I think. He's going to get assists no matter but, what. But. but I would rather go about Bruno for two reasons. One, it's more money and two, it's a midfield slot and a midfield slot is where you can make the most mm. impact, I think, with your transfers. 
you can't make impact with a replacement with for Trent in the same way you can in midfield. Because well, unless you go down to the likes of Veltman, but then you're having a hell of a downgrade. Yeah, you can create the money for the midfield is what I'm saying. So not directly, right. but yeah. I mean, there, there might just be, it might just be one of those seasons where we don't get many clean sheets at the beginning. I mean, I will say that yeah. I think fitness is, is an issue at the very start of the season. Obviously, we, teams get drilled into shapes, working with partners and stuff. And people say the hardest thing in football is to score a goal. Well, that's because everyone knows how to defend really well. You know, pressure, sit deep. They know exactly how to work as a unit. And those things take time to... To establish but themselves. Defences were awful last season at the start. Do you not remember? Well, Goals that's what I'm saying. Flying in, weren't they? That's exactly what I'm saying. So you could maybe go for uh, over the course of the season. Trent's going to be worth it. Like I have no doubt. Mm. But we, even last season, he was great. Game weeks 19 to 38. It was pretty tragic for the first 90 weeks. I mean, there's a chance it could happen again. Yeah. I won't be taking the chance myself, but it could happen. C- yeah. So can I, can I can I just mention because you, you mentioned Dean and Shaw. I haven't got either of those in my drafts. Shaw isn't even someone that I've really considered. I know he's brilliant, but I still think he had like his best ever season for United last year and didn't do that well FPL-wise. I don't know how many assists he got. I can't even remember, I don't think, but it's not that impressive. His goals and assists record is, no, Shaw for United. Bearing in mind, he was lauded as like the best left back in, in the league. I still am not entirely sure about his... FPL credentials and I'm probably going to get slammed for that that's how I feel but, but, but he the, kind of transformed halfway through the season didn't he as I mean he didn't start yeah, strongly he, but he, he did but he still didn't hit like elite numbers of the likes of, that we've seen I think there's a common theme some here, other and players. It's, it's these players he was really good sure to me especially in the back end his numbers were ridiculous he takes some set pieces there's no way he's not a good option for me the thing is they need to get the clean sheets to go along with it and Man United didn't really get them in the back end now they've signed Varane there's, so there's yeah. a good chance that we could bank on them being better and they've got good fixtures. So I think that's where that comes from. Um, you know, he's potentially a sleeper. He's, he's probably 0.5 cheaper than I would expect it to yeah. be based. Uh, so that's where, you know, I think people are going there for that reason. Uh, and this is it. You just need, the message is you need those clean sheets. Like City and Chelsea have been achieving and they're worth that money. But then a lot of the time their attacking assets are, as in their fullbacks and stuff, aren't necessarily nailed. So that's why we're dropping down. So again, I think we're talking about busting the template. The likes of Chilwell and Cancelo are just really interesting. Yeah, we're going to talk about them in a minute. Five five assists for sure last season, 2,900 minutes. They played the majority of their games anyway. I mean, the the player that I I just wanted to mention, who's 5-5, the same as Dean and and Shaw, that no one's got is uh, Creswell. Creswell, yeah. Mm. So, so I've Sufa- had him in a few drafts. Yeah. So so, so Sufal's up. I think Sufal's like 30% mm. owned or something in a Twitter template. Creswell's at like 2.8%. Crazy. Like he's, he's just not been back. 10 assists. 10 assists he got and, last and season. And why wouldn't it continue next season, right? Well, exactly. He I mean, started got the Europe... season at wing back, and I don't think he's going to be in wing back. He's going to be the left sided centre back, isn't he? Even when he was left sided centre yeah. back, though, his numbers yeah. were just as good as. If, 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 they might have even been better when he was at left sided centre back pieces. somehow. Yeah, it wasn't just the set pieces though. It was everything. He was really takes free kicks. Yeah, he, he was he was he was an absolute man possessed. And yeah, I don't know for five five. I mean, I like Sufal at five. I think that that's good pricing because that gives you a, an option between the two of them. But I I genuinely prefer Creswell to either Dean or Shaw. Do you? So that's my that's my one. Yeah, if, he's if been in, he's, to be a bit he swapped in for me a few times. He has he has swapped in for me a few times. I just want to see how West Ham start. Really, I, I just think Dean has. Dina, because there's no Hammers or Riguez, there's no Sigurdsson, he's going to be on all set plays, right? He's yeah. going to be on free kicks. And that's what gives him the edge. And for me, sure, I just think with Varane there, United's defence is better. So that's why I'm going for those two mm. over Creswell at the moment. If I wasn't going Trent, I would go Creswell, yeah. He'd be our next in line, for sure. Mm. Yeah, totally agree. Um, should we look at start looking at some differentials? And I think it's we'll look at keepers quickly because I think it's a given that 
is there any point in going a differential keeper? Um, do we <laughs> see any joy in that? I mean, Sanchez is obviously the template pick at the moment. Um, and I think Martinez is the is the overall highest pick goalkeeper right now. I've had Martinez yeah. in a few drafts. I've had Sanchez. Sanchez is in my current one that I'm going to show tonight. The other player that has sneaked in is Melier, and you mentioned him in there, Luke. Um, I think he is probably, you know, he's owned by 5.5%, but it doesn't really matter because your keeper, you don't pick a differential in goal because the impact of that is not going to be that great, is it? But what do you think about Melier as an option? I mean, there's a common theme behind these goalkeepers that just do ridiculously well from nowhere, and it's the fact that they make saves. And that's what I keep coming back to yeah. is Sanchez looks a very good pick because the fixtures are good and he'll probably get a few clean sheets. But I just worry about the saves. And Mesley, I don't doubt for a second, will have to continue to make a lot of saves. Um, obviously, Martinez is now 5.5. He makes a lot of saves. Pope. I mean, these guys, they're expensive now. Um because in the past, they made a lot of saves and FPL has represented that price. With Meslier, I think there's probably still 0.5 to go. I think of it, I mean, we could have a season where he ends up being 5.5 mm. next. Well, in minutes per BPS, he's the best out of all the keepers. He even yeah. betters Martinez, 4.1 minutes per BPS. So he earns BPS at a faster rate than any other keeper. Mm. So it's just whether it's worth that 0.5 to start. I, I think that, again, if we're wildcarding quite early in six or seven, then maybe you can look at him afterwards because, yes, the theme is that these keepers get a lot of saves, but they also then end up having maybe like 10 to 12 clean sheets like Villa did as well, just to, to bump those numbers as well. You could say Leeds will probably get that. They managed it this season um, and you, and Villa did before. Um, so is it worth 0.5? Will Sanchez get 10 to 12 clean sheets? Probably. Will he get the saves to go with it? I'm not so sure. But I feel like at wildcard, we can kind of make that decision. And yeah. Sanchez is just an easy way to save the 0.5 to begin with because Leeds fixtures probably aren't good enough. But yeah, no. I'll go with that. I mean, that's what I'm thinking at the moment. I don't want Sanchez long-term, I don't think. I think Melier's my keeper. I probably don't either. No, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, as where do you stand on this? Because you were looking at Henderson before, weren't you? I mean, yeah. what, what do you feel on him now? Well, to, to answer your question, do I think there is an opportunity to differentiate teams here a bit? I, th I think there probably is. Because I don't think Sanchez is as good as a lot of people make up this. As I mean, a Brighton I, fan. I, <laughs> I, I, I think he, he he probably is the standout 4-5 because I think you're, you're probably going for Backman. He's, he's the yeah. other person. I do like the idea of Backman and Foster. You know, it's always nice to have the the goalkeeper and their backup. You know, just just on the on the off chance. But I I think the San, the Sanchez Foster is 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 you know quite well. I mean, Backman's seventeen percent. I I keep going for these Twitter stats as we go. No, it's good. I did I did the I did the work. Yeah, might as well might as well get the most out. Yeah. <laughs> so seventeen percent for Backman. Um, we'll have a guess on Martinez. Forty two. Jesus, way I... way less. What, is this overall in the game or Twitter? 25, 25. This is Twitter. Oh, Twitter. Twitter. Oh, yeah, okay. Maybe oh, less Twitter. than 20. Less than 20. Yeah. 18. 9. 18. 9. 9%. 9%. Oh, wow. 9%. So That's interesting, re isn't it? Really, really. So, I mean, Sanchez is like 77% owned. So, you know, the backing he's got is unbelievable. I'm seeing quite a few people with the double up as well. So Sanchez and Veltman or Sanchez and Dunk. Mm. He's, he's appearing in quite a few. I think that's too much. I think you could go for, for Backman. And then go for the likes of Veltman. Because the, the trouble with Brighton as well is we're having a lot of disruption defensively. Yeah. Lamp Lamptey's out, White's gone. Um, Dunk's had a toe surgery or a toe injury. There's always um, drama around Brighton. It's, there's always, exactly. There there's, there's, there's always drama. And anytime we look like we're a team to invest in, it's probably wise to do the opposite. Uh, and promoted goalkeepers, I do quite like because they, they're going to make a lot of saves. Watford have got a good early run. And I, I think Backman could could be the way to go if you if you wanted someone to take a punt on Sanchez. I've, Henderson, I think, has got COVID or has got 
He's yeah. out of training, but he looks like he's going to be United's number one. I think he could be a real factor on the wild cards we play. It's just United slot, though, isn't it? That's the thing. Like you, yeah. you don't, you can't guarantee you're not going to want three United attackers no. at any one time in a season. And and to be fair to him, he did make quite a few saves for United. But then you think with the Varane, will that continue? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe that'll mm. dip. And then um, the the other thing I'll add to that is with Sanchez is like the Brighton defenders are capable of bonus, Dunk especially. And, you know, they're good passers of the ball. I know that passing can help the goalkeeper as well, occasionally. Um, but you look at, like, the Watford team and you think, are any of their defenders going to be passing the ball out like that? I just, I feel like the goalkeeper is more going to be the area where the bonus points would go in their defence compared I completely agree. to Brighton. I don't think Sanchez has the potential to regularly hit double-digit hauls. No, like I don't think he's got, no he's got the chance to be a but Martinez or a Pope. I always look at players so. like Melier or Martinez as the ones who, when Watford win 1-0... Backman's probably made 13 saves. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's just that just tends to be what happens, which is why I, I do historically quite quite like them. Well, it's just goalkeepers um, with defenders who hoof the ball, basically, yeah. <laughs> rather than are uh, usually pretty good. Or, hence Pope. I mean, and, well, and Pope Aston Villa. a perfect example. Yeah, yeah and, and Martinez, well. you can add as well to that. I mean, Villa defence didn't really pass the ball out, and and there he is. Um, you know, Meslier is probably a bit of an exception because Leeds do do that. Um, but then, you know, we had the issue with Dallas playing in midfield and I don't know. Banford obviously hogs a lot of the points as well, so maybe they're a unique case. But yeah, Mesli- Meslier looks the best differential to the, me the, on that the, list. The anyway. Twitter, the Twitter template could fall down after th- three game weeks if Martinez keeps three clean sheets in the opening first three games, and nine percent have got him, and no one's covered that with any Villa defenders. Like we could all be saying, being like, "Oh, God, well, this Martinez is, it. This is carrying on from where he was." And yeah, this is a, this is why I have Martinez in there because I think, yeah. well, I'm going to change it on the wild card. He's not my long term keeper, but. For the first three games, he could get two or three double-figure hauls, couldn't he? That sounds stupid, but don't, he could. Don't say this. Don't say this. Well, he's, he's the, he's, I've been stunned with him never before. Wor- keepers oh. never worry you, do they? The only keepers that have ever yeah. like, historically worried me have been Pope and now Martinez. Yeah. I, I, and I do look at those fixtures because I do think Smith will play KG. With, if, if Grealish goes, I might well go mm. back to Martinez because I do think that Villa will be a different team for the opening few weeks without Grealish. I think there'll be much more... Less cavalier, much more kind of pragmatic, and they won't concede many goals. Whereas with Grealish, they'll be a bit more open, I, I think. Sp- I suppose that, but I also think that Aston Villa just outright overperformed in the first half of the season, and therefore there was just maybe just a little bit of regression on Villa as well. Oh, yeah. It might not just be down to, to Jack Grealish himself. I mean, in part it will be, but I feel like they did overperformed. I mean, their team expected conceded data was not was not good for most of the season, to be honest. And that's why I suppose Martinez is so high, because he just made them keep clean sheets with ridiculous amounts of, of godlike performances. And, you know, how long can that continue? Maybe, maybe it can. Um, but for 5.5 million, I, I'm not sure I'm prepared to take the risk, take the, take the punt on it to begin with. It's a good price. It's mm. a good price for him. It had it to is. be 5.5. Five. Yeah, I think it five, is. Five. It makes you think about it, doesn't it? But even without Bruno, you can't afford to go Martinez then, Luke? Um, well, I could do, yes. I've got, I've got loads of money in the back. I could, I could do it. I just choose not to right now. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm on the Watford keeper at the moment. Right. I, it's him. It's him or Sanchez. Like I say, I just think if I'm, if I'm only looking at the first six weeks as a block, Watford's fixtures aren't that much worse than Brighton. If you stretch it out to six, and I think that he'll get more saves. So yeah, um, and it's just a little bit different. You know what I'm like. So I feel like he he could do as well as Sanchez. And I'm just going to ignore everyone expensive because I always do. I mean, I never go above four point five. I've never done it before, and it would take something massive to make me do it. Too much. Henderson is probably and Meslier are probably the only two that slightly tempt me. But even then, I just think. There's plenty of times during the season where I wish I had that 0.5. 
it always happens. I wish I had the money and it just gives you more flexibility to go. Well, the the other thing about keepers is they don't go up in value quickly either, right? So if you, mm. if, 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 if Melies does start well, Martinez does start well, you have got time, unlike in midfield and strikers. You know, if Watkins does bang goals and I don't have him, I've got to move yeah. quick. Who's right? making goalkeeper subs earlier? I mean, yeah. surely unless not, yeah. Unless there are four or five, though. The four fives, you know, if you, if, if you don't go for Sanchez, for example, and he gets a couple of clean sheets, he, I wouldn't be surprised to see four, seven, four, eight after yeah, three weeks. I guess so. And I guess people will get off Martinez if they do concede in the first that's, couple. That's exactly it. And, and they've the, got the tough with fixtures, the ex- right? The people with the expensive keepers as well, like Alisson. I think that's, where, I think that's more likely that Martinez mm. comes down in price. Yeah. Mm. Well, the four fives going up we'll after see. a big haul. Uh, defenders, again, I mean, not an area I normally target for explosive differentials, but there are some, and I've highlighted a couple here that we've already mentioned, which is Chilwell and Cancelo, mm-hmm. who, I mean, this table, just to explain, is effectively all players with under left, less than 15% ownership ranked by minutes per point. So these are the players who currently you could class as differentials in defence. Um, and Chilwell and Cancelo are in the top five for minutes per point last season, 16.4 minutes per point for Chilwell, Cancelo 16.7. And they've both been in our squads, right? I mean, they've been in mine. Um, mm. And I think Cancelo's still in yours, Luke, right? Um, Cancelo and Chilwell have been in it for most of pre-season. The draft I sent you today doesn't have either of those two people in them because I've <laughs> just been messing around. But I, I'm still, I still don't know. The, the problem is with... I mean, just going with too many of them. You know, if you go with Cancelo, Chilwell, Mares, Havertz, when you start getting a lot of these players where there is a slight element of doubt around their game time, that's probably too many to have in your team. Like, even I can recognise that. And therefore, I need to have a really strong bench if that's the case. And maybe you need to limit the amount. And right now, I'm, I'm just all in on Mares. I just think he's a fantastic pick to begin with. And I'd like to add one of those two to it. I think Chilwell, you can wait on it. The, the thing with Chilwell is he's not back in training yet, as far as I know. So if, if it had been that he's in training and he's playing, and uh, then I wouldn't have any doubts around him. I think he's well ahead of Alonso. I think the, the rotation there is probably over-egged a little bit. I think that was to do with being in the Champions League and stuff more towards the end. And I just think he's far superior. I mean, surely Tuchel, who likes to def- can see that Alonso can't defend for love nor money. Well, Alon- Alonso is being offered to everyone. Yeah, uh, they're trying to get him exactly. in this Lukaku deal, aren't they? Yeah, I, he, I think he's, Chilwell... he's not. He's, he's not. I don't think he's he's a factor. I mean, he's he's another one. For example, he's one point five million less than Trent. Could he get close to Trent? Because he's going to be hitting eighteen clean sheets and maybe gets. I think he can. I think he's a great pick, and I will have him in my team. I'm almost certain at wild card. I mean, at six, and it's whether I go with him before that or not. Is more down to the fact that he's not in training. If, if you told me right now he's in training, he's playing, then I'd probably just put him straight in there, to be honest. Um, yeah, well, yeah. He's, in, he's in my team that I'm showing later because I oh, right, recently okay. moved things. But it would be James, but James looks, though, again, he's going to be playing right-sided centre-back yeah. with Aspicoletto yeah. out on the wing-back. He just right? doesn't seem to like him at right The thing is, he, he was given a few opportunities at right wing-back, and aside from one Champions League performance, he didn't really offer that much offensively to me when I watched them play. And I know he's got more than that. I know he is really, he just didn't seem to show it. And I think that Tuchel think, you know, he came out and said he sees him as a right centre-back, I'm pretty sure. I still think is, that's crazy because his delivery I, I, I is so incredible. Right. Yeah, they're looking to sign a, right, a right-sided a right centre-back, aren't they? So maybe they That's what I was going to say. But Asper Leclerc, yeah. is just, he just doesn't go away, does he? The guy's yeah. just a machine. I mean, even for Spain, he's turning up again. He's just, yeah, I mean, what do you do about that guy? He's just so good when he plays. So as you got, you got Cancelo, right? I've got Cancelo, yeah, and, mm. and I I got Cancelo because of this doing this research that, last night because Cancelo's in two percent of teams. He's so and, good. He's so and, good. And City are the best defensive team in the league, 
I think he's maybe got the most potential. Hasn't doesn't show it often enough, but I still think his stats and his numbers. I beat the same drum. I still think his first choice right back. I still think his first choice left back. I think his security of starts is is way way up there. And I saw that two percent. I just thought that's that is. I mean that is crazy low. They've got it's, Norwich at home. Yeah. It's the, well, let's look at their fixtures. <laughs> it's the anxiety of both Chilwell and Cancelo. Right. I think. Of the two, I think Chilwell is more secure in his starts. So you, you got Zinchenko and you got Walker, right? And and Mendy. And there's no doubt that there is the rotation threat there. And my fear is Cancelo will turn up at Spurs and then it'll be Zinchenko at home mm. to Norwich. And so it'd be, it'd be the games you want Cancelo for would be the ones that he gets rotated out for. I think I'm less worried the, than you are. Because I, I just think the... The system Pep plays, Cancelo's ability to to drift into midfield is no one else can do that. And he can do that from either side. He's he's a better player than Walker. He's a better player than Zinchenko. Yeah, I don't argue with that. Yeah, I mean, his form, his, the, the, the worry for me could be his form towards the end of last season did dip and he almost did lose a bit of faith in, in from Pep, I think. But the, the other good thing about Cancelo is I, I do like that six million price point. And this is another reason why I'm I'm looking to move away from from Dean and Shaw because I think that is that is a good the five five is a good price point. Don't get me wrong, but at six as well, I think with Chilwell and Cancelo there, they are two players that could hit the you know I think looks right they could hit the Trent levels and be the top scoring defenders in the game. And I'd like to have that ability to move between Cancelo think, and, and Chilwell. If I, I think want what to. is unique about these defenders, the ones we're all talking about, Shaw, Dean, Cancelo, Chilwell is. You can look at a 4-5 defender in that team or a 5 million defender in that team. Take Silver for Chelsea, right? You know that Silver's going to get the clean sheets for Chelsea if he was ever present. Chilwell gets the same number of clean sheets, but it's the attacking returns, right? So there's there's almost some certainty on the number of points that Chilwell can beat Silver mm. by, right? Because we know Chilwell's probably going to get, what, six or seven assists, two or three goals. So you're looking at, what, 30, 40 points above a, a vanilla defender in that same team so for that 1.5 difference or 1 million difference you know you're going to get roughly 30 yeah. 40 points you look at other positions and you go well, what's the difference between a 7-5 midfielder and a 6-5 midfielder well it, it might be that the 6-5 midfielder outscores the 7-5 one you just don't know look at Harrison last season well, it's just much harder to predict it yeah. is mm-hmm. yeah so when you're looking yeah. at these expensive defenders you kind of know you're going to get an extra 30 40 points on the Zumars and the Silvers right by going Chilwell and yep. that and that makes you feel good about spending the extra million because you're almost you're not guaranteed, but you feel more secure in that yeah. investment, and that's well, the, the difference. There's also the fact that you can just leave these guys in all season. You're probably not even going to take them out when they have tough fixtures necessarily. Like you can leave well, a lot of these and, guys and, in. And and this is this is the other thing, Luke, because because last time Mark and I were talking about defensive, you know, fixtures and, and things like that, and the research we showed was that the fixtures make less of a difference for the defence and it's more about yeah, like the quality of the team. I mean, which when is, Chelsea which is rock what up makes... against City, for example, in their opening six, they play City, don't they? I mean, could they get a clean sheet in that game? How many, how many yeah. times do you see a nil-nil or a, or a, no, or a low, scoring, happen, a low scoring game in that? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, Diaz is the other one. So Diaz is 9%, 9% known. So if you're looking for, you know, if you're worried about Cancelo's minutes, then he's the same price. So you could go for him. But him, there's no think... attacking returns really, is there? That's the thing. 
No, but I mean, there should be, right? There should be with Mares and De Bruyne whipping the balls think, again. I, I still think there's that yeah. that potential there for him to be on the end of these things. It's it's just hard to predict with with. I mean, Stones, Stones, and Diaz showed that it will happen. They'll get the deliveries that good, and they get that many free. I mean, if they have got Jack Grealish in their team, they're going to be getting free kicks every five seconds. That's very true. Mm, well, yeah. not with the new rules, like uh, yeah, Grealish well, doesn't get it as many me, free kicks. Jack, Jack will still get them. You won't. <laughs> yeah. Jack will. Um, yeah. Then yeah, I think I think that he, there's still an argument to go Diaz. I just think Cancelo's. You know, the potential there is just massive. I mean, at home to Norwich, if he starts that game, which do you need Walker at home to Norwich, even if he's fit? I mean, I prefer Cancelo at right back a lot. That's my main issue. If he's forced to play yeah. left back, I don't think he's quite as effective. But a right back, home to Norwich. I mean, it's, it's easily got 20 point material all over it. It's got well, him, him, him and Mar- him and Mahrez complement each other perfectly on, on that side. Yeah. So it's just whether Pep agrees or not. That's the yeah, well, it, that, we, that is, we, that's always a problem. We yeah. find it because I, I want to go Mahrez as well, but I don't think I want to go to City and put myself well, completely my, in, in Pep's lap, yeah. basically. It's scary, yeah. isn't it? It, um, it so is scary, That's yeah. the problem. Um, yep. All right, let's look at midfield because um, actually, no, there's another screen of def- defenders here. These are these are defenders that ranked outside the minutes per point, top 30. Is there any there that, that, that leap out for you? I mean, it, it's interesting. We sit, Out Norrie's a player that's been discussed a lot because no of the chance. attacking role. No, you're not going to go Just, there at all? I mean, he was not, I know he's young, but he wasn't particularly good the first season. Wolves, the manager, by all accounts, is just incredibly offensive. I mean, to me, Wolves have got all the earmarkings of being tragic for the first few weeks. They're getting the defence to push right up. Their centre-backs are all injured. I don't think Cody can really play as a two. Um, Yeah, I mean, Altnori might. I mean, he's not going to play in attacking positions when they've got all their players back. No chance for me. What about Tierney? Uh, just, can I just say about Inori quickly because yeah, he, he's some, he's someone that I see on Twitter a lot and he's exactly the kind of player who's going to score game week one and you're going to see a million people <laughs> posting about how they've got him I can just I can just see it so clearly in my the mind Roman Sice who did it last time yeah, I think it was yeah. exactly he's playing left wing that's why people are, are being brought in yeah I mean he'll but get, he'll get whether, a few assists but do you back him for clean sheets I don't know and yeah, there's still 15. Marcel there I think Marcel's still competing yeah. with him at left back yeah. so yeah. this is a flat 15% Overall on Twitter, so when when it normally does go mad and you see a million people post him, just know it's only probably around fifteen percent of Twitter that had him. So what about Tierney? Tierney's the one who I think you could get in my team over the season on this list. Yeah, at five. I love him. He's just so injury prone, isn't he? Bless him. I mean, even even for Scotland, he seemed to pick up a niggle again in the Euros and. I think he's a really good option, but when you've got Ben White at four point five, he might just eat up bonus the same as Holding did when he was there. I mean, you, you're really asking him to get a lot of assists and basically play a lot of games. I don't want to have to be transferring in and out five million defenders. This is the whole thing why we go for, you know, either the dirt cheap or then we leave the premium ones in. And, and then when you start messing around making transfers in the five million area for defenders who are going to get injured, you're just wasting transfers. So if he, if he could promise me now he's going to stay fit, I think it's a very enticing price because Arsenal's yeah. defensive data look good. But just, just when you think Arsenal are like evolving a bit and, you know, Smith Rowe new contract and all, you know, bringing Abraham and all this stuff, then they give Chaka a new contract. Well, Partey just got like, That's the injury again. to Partey, right? Yeah, and they don't really have a DM properly, do they? I know, I know Xhaka can He doesn't really make the tackle. I don't know. I like him, but I just I just worry that he, he can't stay fit is the bottom line. Uh, and Doty under Nuno again? I'd prefer Regulon. Yeah. If I was going to pick one at the same price at five. I think five's quite a good price for, for either of them if they start at wing back. But... I, he's done nothing at Spurs to make me consider but at least Regulon's had a couple of good games well Spurs are apparently today signing a, a centre-back yeah, yeah yeah 
I don't doubt that he will make Spurs efficient because, or effective, I should say, because he did that with Wolves, right? They were pretty bad on the eye, but they would still get clean sheets and they would still get, and then for FPL, their strikers were great. Like Jimenez would get bonus when he scored. And I think there'll be a similar thing. I think he will shore them up a bit. I think Sun will be, will be great and the defense might be okay, but I don't really want to pay 5 million to find out early doors from, from mm. Doherty, especially when Ori is still there. Mm. And I think Ori is a useful player as well. I know he's and got City his first issues. Game. <laughs> and City first game. Yeah, we're, so not, yes. we're not going there yet, but it'd be interesting no. if Doherty does come onto the radar later in the season so none of those yeah. but Cancelo Chirwell definitely in our thinking for game week one by the sounds of it midfield yeah. this is where it's at I mean I've highlighted all the players here that I think could be impactful differentials right, for our initial lineups and there's a lot and this is my point about starting with five in midfield and that's why I'm keen to do it because mm. I want to give myself as much flexibility and, and funds in that area so I can react because I do think that's where the bandwagons will be early on. There'll be a there'll be a cheap midfielder who, who will do something first game week or first couple of game weeks, and that'll be the bandwagon. And if you're only playing four in midfield and your money's elsewhere, it's harder to react. Is my theory right? Um, out of these players, Yotta, we've already spoken about, has got to be considered for the third Liverpool slot. Um, Foden, Gundogan, Mares, all for City at the top here. And again, just to underline, this is less than fifteen percent ownership. Minutes per point, top 30 of those players with less than 15% ownership. Um, and Foden's out on top, 11.9 minutes per point. Incredible record when he plays. Mm. Yotta, 12.9. Gundogan, 12.9. And Mares fourth on 13.4. For me, it's Mares. For you, it's Gundogan, right, As? Yeah, it's, it's Gundogan unless I get any signs that Torres is, is going to play in that false nine. So if they don't right. sign Kane... Um, I mean, Grealish is interesting. I, I don't know how Grealish is going to impact any of their attacking assets, really, because there's some rooms going around that they see Grealish as Nate, which he's never really played before, and Southgate didn't want to play him there. He's much favoured Mount. So if he plays there, then that's Gundogan's spot, I think, that, that could be risky. I still think Gundogan offers them that that bursting into the box, that, that timing, because that's kind of Suchek-type attacking mm. that they, they don't really have anywhere else. So I still think he's he's a good option, but there's there's a little bit of a risk around there. Torres, I just think, is class. I just think he's he's a great player. And I think if they don't sign Kane, I think they could stick Torres up up top and he'd do a great job. He's a hell of a lot better than, you know, playing playing Sterling there, for example. They could play De Bruyne there, but then they lose the creative in the middle. They could play Gundogan there. I mean, if Gundogan's at false nine, I think he's he's a great option. So yeah, it's it's just that one of I want to see how they line up. I want to see that game week one, game week two. But I am very tempted to leave money in the bank so that I can move to one of these guys for the Norwich game. Because if Torres starts false nine, for example, against Spurs and plays well, and we think he's going to play up front in that Norwich game, that could be one of these transfers that you're talking about of, of wanting to move on to, you know, tap into that. Yeah, I so, mean, I, I'm thinking of doing the same, leaving some money in the bank to react and giving myself that flexibility to spend that money anywhere around the team. Probably either to upgrade the third striker to a 6.5 or upgrade one of my mid-price to a, yeah. a heavy-heater midfielder. Um, I mean, Luke... And I'd, I'd, I'd rather hammer nails into my hands than go for Mahrez again. Right. You're, just, <laughs> you're really against it, aren't you? I mean, Luke and I are both going to show him in our teams in a moment. Scored he again start, today. He started again and scored, yeah. I don't care if he scores a hat-trick every game. Uh, is Gundogan got two, by the way, just well, to let you know. As, well, yeah, yeah, he started too many games. He's knackered now. It's time. He won't start <laughs> game week one. He will, start game week, he will start game week one. It's whether he starts a Norwich game is the worry, right? Because yeah. um, 
I I, I want to start the season with him because I do think he's 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 a strong differential. He could he could get double figures, right? Even against Spurs. I mean, Spurs are what kind of stake they're going to be in when when City go there. I think Mahrez can hurt them. It's that Norwich game, though, because I know what's going to happen. Mahrez will get something in the first game. I'll be rubbing my hands and he'll get benched exactly. in the Norwich game. Yeah, yeah. I know. The, 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 the issue with Grealish as well is if Grealish is at eight, that takes Foden out of that position where he, he sometimes plays. So Foden and Mahrez are going to be fighting for the really right. Yeah. He, he sees yeah. Foden up front, doesn't he? I think he's, 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 Foden he's, he's, he's plays on the right Yeah, he, he, he rarely plays on the left. I'd say. Oh, he, has, he, has, he has done. He has done. I don't know, with Torres there, with Sterling there, with Grealish that can play on the left. Oh, they've got a lot of... Um, this, the thing they that have. strikes out to me on that list is basically all of those players near the top are from the top teams. They're there's yeah. players that are, you know, these are the best teams in the league, the best attack, they offer you the best chance, but obviously it's their minutes that's slightly in doubt. So this is where I think there is an edge if you can predict that their minutes may change. And that's part of the skill to me because it doesn't just stay the same. And this is why even when you look through the transfer algorithms that people have got, all these maths models that we have and stuff, they're all based on their previous minutes. Now, they don't stay the same forever. Players do develop, tactics change, mm-hmm. things happen. So there is an edge to be gained here if you can you can predict it. I know people say that's crazy, you can predict Pep, but there are other players in that list. Like Mark, you said maybe Firmino's not back in training, so Jota starts. So why yeah. do I want a chance in a few days? Greenwood's down that list there, the same reasons I've mentioned there. I mean, he he might be starting for Man United for two or three. So these guys have massive potential. Barnes is another one there. They have massive potential. So if you think their minutes are going to increase, I don't see why you wouldn't Ma- give them a Ma- go. Mahrez's Ma- biggest problem for me is the lack of versatility. Because we talk about the likes of Torres and Sterling and Grealish and Gundogan. These can, these guys can all play in, in three or four different positions. Mahrez mm. can only play on the right. And that that is that to me is his biggest is problem the- for City. But he is the best player in that position for them, I think. Yeah, I, I, think, pe- I think Pep I, likes him out there. Yeah, he, he kind of showed it towards the back end of last season. But he's shown historically over the last two or three seasons that he doesn't no, give No one's sitting here and doubting that, that Mahrez might not play versus Norwich as. I just think that when when the situation is at the moment that no one else has even returned to training, he has the best chance to play that game. Absolutely. So I'm willing to take the gamble. That That's yeah. as simple as it comes down You're to. Because be if yourself. he doesn't play... We've just talked about, look how much value there is everywhere. I might have a Veltman come in for 4.5 million and Brian could keep a clean sheet quite easily in that game. The the worst case scenario is he gets two minutes. I mean, because if he gets 30 minutes, he could haul. I I totally agree with you because the beauty of this situation is we can build a squad with that in mind. So we can build a squad with the risk of Mahrez not playing. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Right, You can't do that elsewhere in the season. When you bring Mahrez in mid-season, you might not have a bench that can stand him being Mm. dropped. Now we can sit and go, right, I'm going to plan my team to have two, or two a couple of players like Yotta or Mares, and make sure that if they don't turn up or if they only come off the bench, I've got the players on the bench to come on. Or to make sure you've got the transfers there and the flexibility to move off them quickly. Whereas in mid-season, it's much harder, right? You can't, to do a it's, course change for Mares is harder, right? Or yeah, it's a very good argument. Well, also, also I, yeah, his competition will be back and stuff like that as well for these players. And right now, you can kind of make a semi-educated guess on it. I mean, you can I, see I, the I just think we do, so we do a podcast. We do a podcast called Black Box where we have to learn from mistakes. <laughs> and he's probably the biggest mistake I've ever made playing FPL. So, so you just can't yeah, do but, it. But surely, no surely way. the mistake is to um, is to not you know, be flexible enough to think that that, that is just that and therefore no, Mahrez that could, that is just could a no. That be a new mistake, Luke, and then that's another episode. Come on, we need, we need to keep churning <laughs> out the content. <laughs> do change occasionally. I mean, do you think Foden's just not going to become a permanent player for City in the future at some point? The guy's yeah, ridiculously right. good. He w- might be not this season, but he will at some point, surely. He's that good. Um, you know, there's Pepe's in there for Arsenal, I can see. I actually, at the moment with the team I'm going to post, I've 
I know it's dangerous to pre-plan moves, but I, I'm probably going to bring Pepe in for one game or so in the, in my little rotation of midfield if, if everything goes to plan. Uh, I think it's versus Norwich. I think it is where it comes in. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like having that flexibility in this role like Mark does, and that's why I'm I'm lining up rather than that kind of dead team approach <laughs> that mm-hmm. I see everyone going for at the moment. Yeah, I, I just think that the the start of the season is an opportunity where you can structure your team to take a few risks, right? And I did it last season. It didn't come off. I took a risk on Pulisic. Awful decision. I went with Werner. I did exactly the same. So there we go. We're probably yeah. both going down this route right. again. And it, and it was a mistake, <laughs> but I recovered from it. I got a bad start, but I recovered from it. So it's not the end of the I world. Didn't. I, well, I, I did. Three, three but, years in a row, I've tried to be different. But wild cards, wild cards and the start of the season is the only time really you can build your squad around taking a few risks and mitigate against the risks. And I would argue that in midfield, there are such a good number of players like Yotta, Mares, Pepe, De Bruyne, who could offer big scores in the opening two or three game weeks, who might not be long-term picks. I'm not going to have, I might not keep Mares beyond no, game exactly. week two or three, but for the first two game weeks, he could get two double-figure returns, right? He's that kind of player and he's certainly getting enough pre-season. I think it's worth going in for that rather than going, I'm just going to go Bruno because I fear the ownership and he might get a penalty. In my opinion. I agree. I agree. And Havertz fits that role I, as well. I yeah. don't, I don't, but I don't agree that you you just go for Fernandez because you fear he'll get a high score. I'm going for Fernandez because he was the top scoring player in the game last season. He, he, he scored, he got at least an assist in over half the matches he played and he's playing in the United team, which has strengthened their attack and yeah, but defense, he hasn't so had a, be a better team. How much pre-season has he had so far? He hasn't had any yet. We haven't seen That's, him yet. So, and he didn't, didn't play in the Euros because he wasn't good enough to get in the Portugal team and he had and, a terrible end to the season for United, yeah, really. So there's absolutely the no way that Fernandes won't line up against Leeds in game week one. No, but you can't say that Fernandes played well for the tail end of the season. He didn't play well and he wasn't effective in FBL terms. No, but they're, still, they're, a stronger the te- but they're a stronger team now. They are a stronger team now, but... What is Sancho going to do to United? He's going to improve them, but it's going to, it disrupts it completely, right? So He could take points away from him. Yeah, one. we don't know. All I'm saying is 12 million is a big investment in something like that when if there wasn't opportunities, if there wasn't a Havertz, Jota, De Bruyne, Gundogan, Mares, if these players weren't around, I would, I would go Bruno and play safe. But I just think there is an opportunity and we don't have many opportunities in the season to take a safe, a fairly safe risk, right? Most of the time, if you take a risk with a captaincy or a transfer, you're going to pay if you get it wrong. There is the opportunity with your initial squad where you can absorb that risk a little bit by having a good first sub or even two so, good first subs. Are, are yeah, both of your strategies to captain Salah every game? That's, that's my, that's my that's What's my that, question. sorry? No, go on, Luke. You go. I was just going to say, I don't think Bruno's a bad pick, by the way. I'm kind no, of no, no, like no, no, I think he's, no, yeah. no. I think he's a fine pick. And I may yeah. still even just think, which, well, you know what? I'm not going to be clever. I'll just have him. Yeah. Just put a put no, that my, out there, my, but... my problem wasn't, isn't, isn't that saying that you both think that. My, my problem was Mark saying that you're just picking him because of ownership. Like, I'm picking him because I think he's a good well, pick and because I no, want to captain him three times in the, first, in the first seven yeah, they, yeah, but we don't like them, Mark. You know, we, they're de- <laughs> right, they're dead to me anyway. I'm not saying that's you, but I'm saying there's people out there who go, oh, I can't not have him because everyone will have him and... That's the, the, the problem the was was that I I built I built a team the, the the team I showed last week was a team without without Bruno and I went for Sancho instead and then I put Bruno in and I just didn't feel like I was that much weakened elsewhere and mm. I had Bruno instead of Sancho and I going you know not Sancho coming from the Bundesliga I've just got that fear again that I I'm don't think gonna, you can start with Sancho because he's not even, as far as we know no, he's, 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 he's in training he's, he's, he's yeah. not even fit but yeah but I, I don't know my I, problem I, is I, getting off Bruno once you have Bruno. How easy is it going to be to go, 
Yeah, he's only got one assist in the first three games, and Mahrez has just got two goals in two back to back goals. I'm going to sell Bruno and get Mahrez. You're never going to do that. Yeah, but that's a cycle we talked about, isn't it? That's just kind of a psychological thing. Like, if it's the right move to make, then you have to put that to one side and do it. Like, mm. I, I don't know. Tough, I, though, I, isn't it? I, it is. It is very tough. I mean, it would. It would be very tough to go into. You know, if Mahrez gets back to back hat tricks and swap Fernandez out for him anyway, because you never know if Mahrez is going to play. But at the same time, you have to wait up game by game and 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 go from there. So, yeah, I, I just I, think I, I right, let's say Bruno goes crazy at the start. Right, he does. He's ridiculous. I personally am now almost committed to this. If I do go down this route, if I wouldn't then react and then just get Bruno, I would still maintain that across the season he wouldn't be worth twelve million because I won't be captaining that much because I'll have Salah and I'm going to captain him more often. Yeah, that's so the I thing. Won't, I won't sit here and you know I'll see Twitter and everyone going, "Ah, oh, Bruno doubters all over the place." You know, at the end of the day, I'll <laughs> hope that I can make up those points elsewhere, and my captain of Salah over the course of the season will be a better decision because ultimately his data isn't as good as some of the top guys. You know, he it was buffed by penalties a lot, and I am just of the opinion now with this extra news that the penalties will dip a little bit. Um, I don't doubt that he's a decent option. I'm just not 100% convinced he's a 12 million player. And, yeah. yeah. And, and that's where that's where it comes from. And and I want to have that flexibility. I want it like I don't want to have Bruno and then just leave him for the whole team. I, I, I think I think he is a 12 million player when he's the player he started last year. For the first half of last season he's a 12 million player. For the second half of last season he wasn't. Mm. And yeah. so that's and and it's just because I look at the early fixtures and I speak, I see Havertz. Well, I'd have Mane over him. I'd have Mane over Would him. For, yeah, I mean, it's only the captain thing. I just said about Wolves being tragic. My biggest worry is against Wolves that he'll go ham. <laughs> he'll smash and, them up. And that, and that, and that's my point, right? So we, we've historically we've always needed two premium players really to choose between captains because if you don't go for Fernandes and Salah and you're going for someone to okay, Son maybe is in that bracket. But if you don't go for that, and you spread your funds around in game week three. Salah's got Chelsea. Yeah, I'm going to get Son, and I'll have Son as well. Yeah. So you're going to so you're going to go for Son against. Well, yeah. That's what I'm right? just trying to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, have, yeah. I'll have him as well. G- game so, week four, Salah versus Leeds. Fernandez yeah. with Newcastle at home. Oh, I'd still take Salah. I think. Yeah, I mean, I'd take Salah as well if it, if I don't have another option. Fair enough, but you but you've got options, right? With, with yeah, the no, I get it. I get it. Yeah, you've got. Sometimes though, having options for captaincy isn't that great sometimes well, it no, gives you true. problems right so yeah. yeah I mean we'll look at the captain matrix next week right in the episode and we'll look then and and everything's going to change I'm just saying now that I don't trust myself if I get Bruno to come off him if I see him starting the way he ended the season as in not not contributing enough for his 12 million fee uh, and there's no mm. doubt he wasn't doing that at the end of the season he had the double game week which obviously it hurt us where he performed but that was because of the penalty at Villa where Pop, and that won't be given, uh, apparently. So, you know, if he, if he starts the way he started last season, yeah, I'll have to get him in. But I don't know if he will. Because, um, I mean, we haven't, like I say, he hasn't had a pre-season and he didn't play in the Euros very much. So we didn't see a lot of him then. So I, think I don't if you, know. If you ignore captaincy, which is tough yeah. to do, I agree, then you put Mane against uh, Bruno. I much prefer Mane for the first six games over Bruno. Personally, he's in the, he's in the front, the forward line, and his data was better. Like overall, if Mane starts every game, but then Mane starts isn't assured, right? Because well, I suppose there's that, but I I would have put him down to probably start all the games, but maybe maybe yeah, there's something in that. But yeah, well, it's, it's the, cap, it's the captain's attack at the end of the day. But click. Do we do we completely reconstruct our entire teams and our what we want to do on our ethos off of the off of the basis of like I'm just not going to captain Salah versus Chelsea? I mean, Salah could quite easily just be a decent captain versus Chelsea and score. I mean, it's not out of this world crazy. Do you know what I mean? Uh, just structuring completely around captains all the time 
maybe isn't always the player. And and sometimes you say you want to captain a premium. Well, some of these guys, they've been priced by some bloke set in FPL Towers who doesn't know what he's doing in a lot of situations, it looks like to me, because he's got some of these oh. drastically wrong. But do you know what I mean? There's nothing to say that Havertz next these, season isn't saying? priced up as a 10 million striker. Do you know what I mean? After a fantastic season yeah. playing up front. I mean, he well, could just be... Okay. Pr- want, you could just be priced wrong. I want to talk about Havertz, right? Because I know your favourite subject has. So um, <laughs> FBL and Moore did a graphic and then they, they did a tailored version just for us as to show how Havertz grew under Tuchel. And it's really surprised me. Um, so, you know, his FBL points weren't up that much, 50 versus Yeah, I was going to say, wow, look no, at I that. Know, I know, 41 was, to 50. I know, God, but it's, it's, the, be in our teams. it's the, underlying, the underlying stats. And it gets better in a minute. It gets better in a minute. But thanks very much for that. that this was what prompted me right. to, look, to look into that. Uh, and then I looked at the stats underneath it. And this, this is Tuchel in the second half. The, the heat map you can see under Lampard, he was... Stuck out in the flank for the bulk of time, under 2K, wandered around, played central areas. The shots at the bottom there as a shot map, you can see shots in the box far greater. He carried far greater goal threat. This is the data that really made me take notice, though. This is since game week 20. This is when 2K came in. This is all players, strikers and midfielders, minutes per non-penalty expected goal involvement. Mm-hmm. Havertz oh, was yeah. second to Martinelli overall. So he was ahead of Kane. He was ahead of Salah. Um, so he was completely transformed into a player who could be a heavy hitter under Tuchel if he plays that role. Now, obviously, the Lukaku business could mm. change everything. But if Lukaku doesn't come in and Chelsea start without that striker, Havertz has surely got to be considered, no? Setting me up here. No, I mean, I've, I've, always, I've always thought he's, he's a classy player. You've know, <laughs> always the, said. I've always said there's some elite comments where about his performances. I I always I always backed him to to start delivering for Chelsea. You you were the one actually, Mark, who said that he was going to end up getting sold to you know I, Turkey I, or somewhere. I, I, didn't I you? said if he didn't have a good season, second season, him yeah. and Werner could be sold. I still think Werner could be, but Havertz... I think I think you more you implied that you couldn't see it. That was what I remember. Anyway, you know this isn't this isn't no, that name. No, I, I agree. <laughs> um, the I... I still, I still doubt Havertz's ability to. to I, I've said it before. I, I still doubt his ability to hit two hundred point season. Does he need to hit a two hundred point season? Eight five. He needs to be hitting around 170, 180 points. I think to be considered a top level asset for, for the money. Um, these numbers are good. I think if he plays at false nine, he's obviously a great option. I think any player playing at false nine is, especially for a team like Chelsea. Do I think Chelsea under Tuchel are a team that can go out and get three or four goals regularly? No, because I think he's prioritises solidity. The fixture runs difficult with a start. I think it's just an obvious wait and see for me. Hmm. Especially with the transfer rumbling on and then wanting a striker. I, I just look at him and go, you know, I've, at the moment when you see my team, I've got too many risks in there and it is going to change. But Havertz, Yotta, Mares are all in my team at the moment. I won't have all three. But <laughs> I like Havertz, like I do Mares for the opening game, right? And I think that Against Palace at home, if he's playing the false nine, he score, he's looking good in pre-season. He's going to start that game. I think he's going to start in the false nine if they don't get Lukaku, or even if they do. I think he's a great differential. Again, and if you're not going Bruno, mm. your money could go on Havertz and Mares, and you know you could have two players for the first couple of games who, who look really strong. Um, Luke, where are you on Havertz? One, one, team, one team of Havertz out of 75. Yeah, that's incredible. I couldn't believe that. Because I've seen some Twitter talk on Havertz, but clearly yeah. it hasn't... This is, it, I swear it takes Twitter ages. I literally put Havertz and Morris straight in my first draft, to be honest. I, I, Havertz, 
if he's playing up front for Chelsea, I mean, you did research last time to say that the attacks of these top teams and, and stuff against like other players, they don't go down too much. Like, who else is going to score the goals for Chelsea when you look at their team? I'm not even sure who, the, no. who would even score them. I mean, no. it's, it's basically going to be him or Werner, <laughs> uh, isn't it, that are going to score the goals? they won't get many, that's what I think. Well, it doesn't matter if he's getting... I mean, do the Jimenez then, money, not He'll get one goal and max bonus or whatever. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't It doesn't really matter. And he's a midfielder player. He's a midfielder, front. yeah. He's yeah. going to get the clean sheet point most, you know, half of the season for a start to fall back on. Um, yeah, he might not play every single game, but at the moment, I I don't see why they wouldn't start him or play him. He's starting in the in the friendlies and he's clearly their best, you know, striker that they have at the moment if they're not going to play Tammy. So... Uh, he's straight in, no questions asked for me. I might take him out as part of, I already said about maybe moving to Pepe and Son. I, I think I might start with him and even move straight to Son. That's an option I've got um, and I'm probably going to do just to avoid some of the tougher fixtures. But come wildcard game week seven, I'm, I mean, I've got no doubt he'll be on my team as it stands at the moment. And I think he could do fine in those tough games because even though they're really tough, Chelsea are probably favourites to win in the bookies odds for most of them. Yeah, and we and we saw like, you know, we saw Man City in the last eight. They had... They were 16th on the ticker and they still ranked fourth overall for those eight games. Mm. So the class teams find a way against tougher opposition anyway, right? So that's something we did take from that study. So we can't write off Chelsea's attack, even though the fixtures are bad. And I think Havertz, it shows, this data shows that when he plays, he's in the top bracket. It's just, is he going to play that role? I mean, they're clearly looking for a striker. So much depends on how the market goes. But I think he's going to start in that role against Palace because... Even if Lukaku comes next week, he's not going to start the opening game, I wouldn't have thought. So mm. he's Easy an interesting one. Easy it, wait and see. It's a wait this. and see, but then is the right tactic to go with the template and wait and see or take a risk with a couple of these and try and get ahead? That's a lot of, that's a big risk though. That's not like... I, I think either option is seven, seven fives. I think you either wait or you, uh, and you get him and I, I can see arguments for both sides, but... Um, I think both people probably agree that from game week seven, they'll probably be looking in. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so now yeah. it's just like, can I do more for that money right now? And I can't really see another option that's, that's as good as him. That's it around that price, the way my structure is. I think he's great. Apart from Grealish, I mean, Grealish is in a lot of teams, right? And 8 million. Uh, yeah. Right. I mean, if you told me Grealish is going to start for City, I mean, I think you'd play the vast majority of games for the I mean, Maybe that's brave of me, but I'd, you know, that's my outroute potentially, Mark, that you've said there is in, in a few weeks when we see what the lay of the land is, um, maybe I go and Havertz isn't working for whatever reason, then I'll just go to Grealish. The same with Mares. Mares is 9 million. You know, once Grealish is in and he's playing, um, I, I, I think his minutes will be more secure and I can just drop down to, to Grealish. I mean, that's kind of my thinking at the moment on those guys. All right. Interesting. Uh, let's look at forwards to round off on. Um I don't think there's too much here, though. These, again, is the players with less than 15% ownership, minutes per point. Ian Acho, the player we talked about earlier, right up there, 13.2 minutes per point last season. Only owned by 13.1, relatively low. Uh, and Abraham there, 14.9. Clearly, when Abraham, if Abraham gets the move and gets starts, yeah. he's going to break up our template. Do you know who he'd you know be perfect for? Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, well, if yeah, kind of like exactly right? what they need, right? Well, the only thing I'll say there is: will he be able to achieve those numbers at a lesser club? Because he has been at some good clubs. He probably will, but you have to think that maybe you know, if he's playing for a lesser side, that he wouldn't be able to generate quite that amount of you know good underlying yeah. data. Will he get the amount of opportunities that he's presented at a top club? Maybe not. I do like him. Don't get me wrong. If he's six point five million, he's a starting striker. He's suddenly straight in the fold, isn't he? He's, he's in the mix of that hundred um, percent. But yeah, just something to think about, maybe. 
What do we think about Wilson? 4.9% owned at the moment. Wilson. Yeah, I mean, I just is it don't just like it. injury prone? I, I really like, like it. it. I really like I it. I did, but I, I've gone off it. I mean, he's, he's 20, about 22% of the Twitter teams have, have got him. So he's, like I said earlier, he's not he's not massively like a differential in terms of the Twitter template. He's on this though. What's his ownership here? About 5% overall? Yeah, 5% yeah. in the game. I really like him just because, you know, you talk about, you, you talk about teams like Chelsea, oh, they won't get many goals, but Havertz will be the one that gets them or Tottenham won't get any goals, but don't, but Son will get them if they don't. Well, Wilson is Newcastle's goals. Like he's, yeah, that, he's Chelsea just that can talisman. win any game they turn up to and Newcastle could easily lose yeah, but, 10 yeah, in a row. Wilson can, Wilson can get a penalty in the 90th minute in a game where they should have lost about 8-0. That's, he that's could, what he does. does. But I just that's what feel he like, does. <laughs> that's what he does. You just Newcastle rock up to a fixture, and you just don't know what you're going to get 100 percent for me. And that's like the strength of the team. Like for me, he's quite comparable to Antonio in the terms of you know they're both injury prone, they're both the same price, they both could do pretty damn well for their team when they're on the pitch. But I'd back West Ham to have just generally be able to be in more games than Newcastle. I mean, Newcastle rock up against some of the better teams. I don't give them a hope in hell to be honest. I know that under the you know the new coach that they've got. They seem to be a better outlet. I think that there's, you know, they're trying to make things happen, but I just think there's better options than Wilson. But, but is, is the counter argument to that not Ivan Tony? Like everyone's going for Ivan Tony and everyone's, everyone's I going Tony for, to not, Wilson not, by a long stretch. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I do. I, I mean, I, the reason why I think Brentford, why, I think Brentford will be more enterprising than Newcastle. It depends if Sam Axman stays fit, right? If Sam Axman's fit, Newcastle's a completely different team. I just I don't see him staying. Wilson, fit, though, Wilson will outscore Tony this season. He won't even play for most of the season. I don't think that's, he a brave, will. that's a brave. Move. I, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm back in Tony, so I've got to say I don't think he will. I, I think I think Tony will get between come fifteen back to that. and twenty. You come goals. back to the end of the season, take that. He's, sound al- he's also one million more. Yeah. Um, I, the fixtures are okay. I mean, he's fine if he's playing. I, I don't. I wouldn't but he's a proven Premier League player, and Tony's oh, never yeah, played. But, the but Wilson won't get thirty-eight games. He will miss ten games. At least, I would say. Tony won't, I don't think. Yeah, That's the uh, difference. That will I make the difference. Wilson's injured now, isn't he? <laughs> yes, <laughs> he is. I want Antonio in my team and do I want to put Antonio and Wilson well, in Well, this team? is it. I <laughs> had those two. I had those two and look at that going, what am I, I doing know. here? I can't you take You just need both. to put Ings in as well to complete that. That is, that is very true. Ridiculous yeah, players true. that could do well yeah. if they could stay fit, but it's just... Yeah, what it's what do we think about Jimenez? I mean, quality player... But that injury, and he's wearing the headband, and he's playing for Wolves. They've got good fixtures, but we don't know what we're going to get with him. I guess he's the ultimate wait and see, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's looking good. The medical professionals wouldn't let him play again if it. I know mentally. No, but it's it mentally, could, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. people say Petr Cech was never the same, and you can kind of point to that maybe after one that happened to him. Um, the signs look good. I suppose it's just wait and see. For me, it will be the fact that. Um, the new manager seems to just be so attacking that he might get more opportunities now. So even if he's not quite the same player, he'll have more opportunity to actually score. And the fixture run is, again, that good. And I do like fixtures. So I, I'm, I'd probably be willing to take the chance. Obviously, I'll look at the first three weeks and see if they're you know, tragic or not. But um, but yeah, from, from game week four onwards, I, I don't hate it at all. Now, um, I think it'd be good if he does become the player he was again for us because that will be another 7-5 option which is good because at the moment I'm not considering him yet but I want him to come alive as an option I think that'd be great um, but mm. I don't think he's in the initial reckoning zero zero oh. teams zero, in zero teams in your Twitter sample yep right yeah not surprising not surprising I guess the same is for Richarlison and Aubameyang did you see any of those Richarlison's in a fair few right okay 
Richarlison is he's in a fair at few. The Olympics, isn't he? Or have I got still at the Olympics. I I can't understand it, but I think he was in about five or six different right. teams. I saw. Yeah, but Ooh, I mean, followers. Compared to oh. the midfield, I just don't see I don't see the same level of promise there um, as we saw in midfield. So for me, that that's why I'm going to go with the five in midfield to give myself the option to react to some of the bandwagons that I think will kick off. Whereas. You know, Danny Ings could fire, I suppose, early on. I mean, if he does, then he's got to be worth eight million, but his future's still in question. If Spurs do sell Kane, surely it's Ings they look for, don't you think? Well, sure. Best obvious thing ever. And I think he'd then yeah. probably be in a lot of our teams thinking mm. because he's that good, isn't he? Again, he's another player. Every, every goal <laughs> comes with bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um, should we look at our teams then? Should we round off by doing do that? It. We'll start with Luke as he's the guest. Whoa. Well, I can't even remember what team it is. It changes so often. Well, it's on me. It's on screen now. Um, it's your team reveal, Luke. So it's your final team. Not team reveal, it's draft. Well, oh, yeah. Not say team reveal. Although it's August, we're not allowed to say team I'm reveal. I'm going to count the template players. One, two, three. Loads of them in there. Four, five, six, seven, eight. <gasps> nine. How much is this going to change, Luke? 15, Luke? How much is this going to change, Luke, before, before Friday? <laughs> Um, I mean, we've still got so much information to come, haven't we? So I'll just, I'll keep that as my back pocket as to why it's going to change. But um, yeah, Who I mean... the hell is that? Oh, he's the new Southampton fullback from Chelsea. He's just oh. a random four that might get some game time. Oh, cool. I mean, I none of them are really, are they? Um, uh, yeah, my only real considerations... Oh, sorry, look, moment... could, you, could you just run through the team for the podcast? Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah, sorry. So I've got Foster and Backman in goal. Um you know, that's been Sanchez at various points as well. But I, I explained earlier that I just think he'll probably get more saves. I've got Veltman, Dinier, uh, Alexander-Arnold, Shaw, uh, Liveramen, Liveramento. I don't even have to say that. <laughs> uh, at the back, Brownhill, Havertz, Rafinha, Salah, Mares in midfield, Watkins, Tony, and Antonio up front. Um, yeah, the only, I mean, it's got two point, no, it's got two million in the bank, sorry. Um, so my only real considerations were... Do I go Greenwood instead of Watkins and play five in midfield? Um, I just prefer Brownhill as a sub than I do any of the 4.5 strikers. So yep. that's kind of why I'm on that at the moment and Watkins games are good enough. And, and then obviously Greenwood is probably a transfer later waiting to happen. Whereas Watkins, yeah, he could be because of the fixtures, but there's a clear route to him and there's there. Whereas Greenwood, I just might not know when he just doesn't play right. Whereas Watkins, it is my choice rather than he just doesn't turn up for a game. Um I'll probably go to Sun after game week one. So Havertz will go to Sun and I'll still have some money left in the bank. Point five. I've got plans later to get Mane. It's never going to work, but Mares will go to Mane at some point. Um, and in defence, the only other thing I really thought of is I'm not sure about Digne. What, what I can do is I can actually have 4.5 million defenders. So Veltman's already won and then I could change him to White and I could change Liveramento to Fofana. And then that actually generates me another point five which I don't even know where I'd spend it, but I'd, I've got that in the back pocket for any price changes. Um, and then I can rotate those three because in the first six weeks, I'm wildcarding in game week seven almost certainly. I want to plan my team Are you team booking that, that in, Luke? Are you, are you Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is a Sky game tactic, I think. I mean, we're kind of used to this. I, I, I've decided that's when I'm going to do it and I'm kind of going to stick to it. I mean, even if I'm doing really good, I, I've done it in the past where I've wildcarded from... I mean, I wildcarded when I was 20K, not last season or the season before. Um you know, I'm happy to do so. I just think it's much better used in the early stages, personally. <clears throat> um, so yeah, I could I could actually have that Digne slot rotated between White, Fafana, and Veltman. And the, their fixture run, if you look at it, is actually really good for six weeks. You get some really good games out of that. And they're also cheap. All of those players could go up in price. So I may just do that um, rather than have Digne. 
Um, and that's really my only considerations at the moment. I haven't really looked at too much else at this point. That's where I've come to. The only other slight thing is maybe I just get Marnie from the start and don't mess around with these Havertz and Mahrez's. That is in my back mind. But I like Mahrez too much, I think, and I really like Havertz game week one. So yeah, I mean, this is where I am. I, it's like it's like you copied me, Luke, or I copied you. Cause my I think we're always similar very similar at the beginning of the season, Mark. Yeah. I've noticed this, and I felt it's like I'm being the Mark and Luke today. versus as show tonight. It's going to be that. It's going to be that when I show my and team. we haven't but, conferred, by the way. I want to say no, we, we don't. No, we haven't. No, it, it I, only like got Luke, I got Luke's team late today, didn't I? It was the last one I got out of you and Az. And um, I'd, already, I'd already sent some drafts on WhatsApp. I have changed it, and we'll see in a minute. But yeah, I mean, I... I like what you're doing with the Havertz and Mahrez thing because I'm thinking the same way and then I'm thinking Son in for game week three and I've saved the money to do to have that flexibility in midfield which that's what I mean about if I went Bruno I'd just stick with Bruno and Salah and then all I'm doing is swapping my 6.5s about. Yeah, which, which I don't doesn't, really fancy. doesn't really make me excited because I don't think you can have the same impact swapping 6.5s about. No, I mean, I've got my plan. If you, I can read it out. Havertz to Sun goes to game week two, so I get a captain later on and good fixture as well versus Wolves. Then I'll hopefully save in game week three. I mean, this is never going to happen, is it? But hopefully save in game week three. Watkins <laughs> to Jimenez, Mares to Pepe for game week four. So Mares, I think, maybe dropped out of the team by then and Pepe will be playing Norwich. Got a good little fixture run straight after the, the first three terrible ones. And then Sun goes to Mane in game week five, so I get the double up. And in game week six, I've just left it blank because I didn't want to plan but, any further. But there'll but be one this, more this round This is it, right? I have never planned like that, and I'm doing it this season for the very first time. Believe it or not, I've never done it. Never used a transfer planner. Only mm. the end of last season, you might have noticed as I've got Excel up now and again. I, only not... then did I do it, right? And I'm doing it for the first time this season, and it's made me think in a similar way to you, Luke, right? Or That's often dangerous. We do anyway. I know, I know, and this is what I mean. Now, <laughs> I warn what, you now, it's dangerous. This is what are, you have to do in Sky, and this is why Right, yeah, of it. course. And, yeah. and we don't like banking, you know, booking out transfers, going, right, this is what I'm doing in game week two, then I'll do mm. this in three, then I'll do this in four, because we all know it all goes out the window straight away, mm. doesn't it? When when like, Luke Shaw's injured first game, and um, then you've got to do yeah, something. Exactly, but I feel like when you've got, you're saying I'm definitely going to wildcard at this point, and this season we're presented with so many good bench options, like the 4.5 million defenders and stuff to fall back on. We've already mentioned that you can maybe do it a little bit, and just if it goes Pete Tong, you've obviously can just wildcard, but also if, if your player doesn't turn up, you've got a pretty good player coming in. You haven't got a complete, you know, duffer most of the time. So no, you can't fit yeah, go on, ask. Can you what? Can I was going to say, can I give a shout out to the... About? No, no, I, <laughs> okay. you know, I, t- I took what you said last start, Mark, last, not last night, last season, and uh, thought, well, okay, maybe I do need to start using a spreadsheet. So I went out and I found the guys that did the Champman stuff, um, James and, and Rob, and they've built a transfer plan for Fantasy Scout, which will be available for members of Scout on Friday. So if you're interested in that, head to the members area on Friday, you can fill out a form and you'll get one sent to you. It's so good. I love it. I, I I just think it is it is important to have a plan. I do wonder yeah. about how about how you know realistic it is. But I think having a basic kind of a plan to follow that you can you know because it also helps you with just things like you know knowing how much money you've got in the bank, who your captains are going to be, what your subs are going to look like. Well, it also kind of fact checks you as well, right? Because I know we Absolutely. do have to react to form what goes on, but it's not. I think it's nice to have an idea of this is what I would have done, and 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 if I don't do that, and suddenly oh, I want to get this player. Am I just reacting to the fact that he scored two Absolutely. goals in two weeks? I mean, that's probably not the way to play the game. I want to look at good players historically for good fixtures and forget the fact he scored last week. You know, that that's the idea. The problem is in this game, it comes with price rises, which I, I hate, which means then you get punished in that way. But there we go. 
All right, do you want to look at my team then? And then we'll, we'll get on to yours at the end, as which is kind of like the anti team compared to myself and Luke. Because well, I've done Luke's exactly got, the same. Luke's got nine template players, the same as me. I know. Well, I, well let's see how many I've got. The I same. haven't counted how many. I'm, I'm, this isn't going to be my team on final day, but this is what I'm currently looking at. So Sanchez in goal, back four, Trent, Chilwell, Dina, Shaw, Yotta, Mares, Salah, Havertz, Tony, and Antonio. Um, so at the moment, it's a back four, but I have had a team with the five in there as well uh, earlier today, which I did send you earlier. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm going with. Sufa, Brownhill, Obafemi, the, the subs right now. But everything's going to change depending on what the market does. But I, I like the Mares Havertz thing as well. I've got 1.5 in the bank. So the move will be either Mares or Havertz to Son game week two. Um, I know that, Luke, you've booked out it's Havertz. What, what would you do, though, if Havertz got a couple of goals against Palace, would you still I'd, get rid? I'd probably still do it because I'd want to keep to the plan, I, th- I think. I'm pretty sure I would, just because <laughs> if I've made the plan, I almost want to see it through, and that's why it's dangerous, right? Sometimes you can remove a player who's performing. I guess I'd just have to judge it mm. at that time. But, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't have thought he'll score two goals in the next game, so I'd probably remove yeah, it. Yeah, and the thing <laughs> is, Mahrez has got Norwich, but the only thing is, if if we if I feel that Mahrez won't start that game for well, one yeah, reason or another, it I, might be him going, yeah. That's why I've got so much in the bank. I've got two million. Like I said, I could even generate that extra 0.5 and have 2.5 million in the bank. I just think the prices are ridiculous this season. You can re- afford such good teams yeah. that you can almost allow yourself a little bit of flexibility, which we could just be all being stupid and just have Bruno Fernandes and just sit there with our template team. I, I look at this and go, I've got too many risks. I've got Yotta, Mahrez and Havertz. So one of those isn't going to, um, one of those is going to go. I've just put this in because I had the Robertson team I think I had Robertson and Dunk, uh, Robertson and who was the fifth midfielder? I think I had, who did I have in there in the eight? I can't remember who I had instead of Yotta, but I just preferred this team when I looked at it, but it'll probably change again tomorrow. I mean, I'm changing this, what, two or three times a day at the moment? I hate it. I don't know about anybody else. But you hated the last one. You've hated every, every version of my team without Bruno, you've hated. So the yeah, only the only I, way I'm going to get you to say you don't hate it is by putting Bruno back in and it just reaffirms five. to me that to me you're not you're not getting enough out of not having Bruno to to justify it. I mean you've got seven out of fifteen template players. I mean that's fine. You've got Brownhill. I mean you talk about um, having being able to swap round for midfielders and and react quickly to midfielders and you've got bloody Brownhill on your bench. I can't believe you're yeah, but I back. can go. I can go to a. What I want to do is maybe do what Luke's doing and get two minutes on the bench so you can go from a 4-5 to a 6-5. So I, won't, I probably won't go chill. Well, I'll probably go with a 5-5 five, five defender in there. Because I think the two million is the good option because that means you can go Obafemi to a 6-5 or Brownhill to a 6-5. Or, so the two million gives you a nice bit of flexibility. But um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, It looks weak to me. It looks a weak team to me. But that's my Well, it looks weak wrong. if you're looking at the season. But for game week one and two... Jota at Norwich, Havertz home to Palace, Mahrez, Norwich at home, second game week. It's not weak if you just took the first two games. If you look at the first two games, you think mm. these will play 90 minutes. Mm. It's a strong team, but I just it's the add, 90 I minutes. Mahrez, I think there's a chance Mahrez does play the vast majority of games, by the way. I know we're all just saying, oh, Mahrez might just drop out and it's Pep Roulette, but he was clearly the favoured choice in the last 10 games of the season. And there's every chance that Mahrez, if you just left him in the, the whole season, he's shown it before, would actually be a decent pick. And I feel like Havertz is the same. It's only Jota out of that team that I think is like a big risk, yeah. um, to be honest with you. I, I probably would, that's probably a risk too far. I just feel like Firmino, when he's back, will probably play. But yeah, yeah again, you could probably chance it game week one if he's not in training. Outside that, I don't think there's any risks in that team, particularly. I think I mean, Mahrez is just the obvious one that could be. I mean, also, there's also um, 
I know people don't like it, but Pookie at six million for yeah. me is like a get no. out of jail card in a few weeks. If you want to generate some money somewhere, maybe Antonio's got injured, Watkins fixtures go bad, Tony's just dreadful. He's the Tony way out. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, he can be yeah. any of them. I think. But Rodrigo could be decent, as well. And Rodrigo, yeah, I think that he's got a nice fixture run. And the bottom line is, if you're that cheap, you said about you're surprised about people having Tony in six point five minutes. I mean. People have worked it out. If you've got really cheap strikers that are starting and they're on penalties, you've always got a chance to be value and you want to put all your money in midfield, right? So this is what, what we're doing and in the, and in the attacking fullbacks. Yeah. We, all, we all have that same information. Everyone's team looks the same. Everyone's got attacking fullbacks from the top team. Everyone's got all their money in midfield with the, the big ears and they've got cheap strikers. We're all on this same wave because it's just the way that it's played now, I think. Yeah, so I'll probably end up with a 3 5 two is probably what I'll go with. I won't go with Chilwell I'll go I'll, I'll put Dunk back in and go with five in midfield is probably what I'll do and I won't risk Yotta but I just wanted to throw this up there and see what you thought of it I mean basically as any team with Tony in and not Bruno you're going to say you hate aren't you because you I've don't like I've got Tony I've got oh, okay. Tony he's just, he's, he's just on my bench <laughs> right yeah why, why so what, do you see yourself not starting Tony on a regular basis uh, well do you want to get my do you want to yeah let's bring it up Tony, Tony, Tony. We're calling Tony. It's Tony, isn't it? Tony, Tony, yeah. Tone. Um, so, <laughs> looking at that, so, so Smith Rowe is going to be normally your bench player, right? You want to go for it? Yeah. So, so Sanchez and Foster in goal. Template Trent, Cancelo, Soufal, uh, Salah, Fernandez, Buendia, Rafina, Smith Rowe, Watkins, Antonio, and then Tony on the bench for Fana. And I'm not even going to try and pronounce the Norwich <laughs> four million defender's name. <laughs> Maybe I'll go for Luke's one. So that there we go. You're straight in there. Well done, Luke. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, Smith Rowe. Smith Rowe is a bit of a. They, they, there's still him. these signs yeah. going for Madison, but I, I don't know. I, I still think Smith Rowe will get that first game, and I think people are going hard on Brentford and really thinking Brentford are going to roll over Arsenal. But I think Arsenal going to win they? that game fairly I comfortably. Know, I don't know if anyone thinks that. Well, everyone's going for Tony and no one's considering any Arsenal I think he's got a goal of them in the Arsenal game. I think, I mean, Arsenal don't look organised at the back yet and they've lost Thomas Partey, right? So there's going to be a goal in it for Brentford, I think. It's all yeah. I, that's, that's all I think. But. Well, there could be. I mean, what, what, I've, what I've done here is I'm, I'm backing Arsenal to win that Smith Rowe at 10. Um, I, could, I could play Tony over him. If I, if I go for Tony, there's no point in having Smith Rowe, really, because I'm going to bench Smith Rowe for the next two. But I wanted to have a bench option, like a decent bench option, rather than a Brownhill. Because I just always need them. Oh, every I hate year. Brownhill. I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> every year I've needed... I think Brownhill's going to be all right. I think he's actually going to be an all right midfield He might option. be, but like if you're putting Brownhill in your starting 11 because you're wanting to make other transfers... No, you don't put him in your starting 11. Yeah, but, but you I might have to. This is the in. point. Like It was like Vinagra. If I'd had a decent bench option and not Vinagra, I probably wouldn't have had to take a minus four. I would, yeah, my well, season could have been... He ruined my season, that, that bloke. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah. so I'm, I'm going for... I've, I've got Buendir in. I didn't have Buendir in, um, but... I just think those three, those three fixtures for for Villa are just so good. And Rafinha, I'm really surprised. Neither ne- you didn't have Rafinha, did you, Luke? No, yeah, I didn't. I have, did. He, he, oh, start, did. he started him. I don't have him. He's been in my teams, and yeah. um, I just don't want to start him at United because um, again, it's Bielsa changed leads completely at the tail end of the season, didn't he? And they became a much more pragmatic team. So I don't think we're going to see an open game in that that first one. So I, don't, I, just, I just don't know. I don't, I don't want to piss around with a 6.5 million. Yeah, I felt like I was taking him out just to sort of go against what everyone else is doing. And the more, uh, the more stats you read, all season for me. the more stats you read about him is, is everything is, yeah. is just so his, his potential is limitless. Oh yeah, I mean, he'll, so. he'll come in and out of my teams between now and Friday. Yeah, and it, it may well be in the last one I do. Yeah. 
So I, I, I see it. I, I think I don't I don't dislike this team at all. Um, I just I don't like Fafana. I don't I just don't want Fafana. I just just don't want it because I I want I, I want even my fifth defender to give me some some bit yeah. of excitement. He, he covers I mean? Sufal quite well. That's the thing because it's it, obviously I play Cancelo and Trent every week. Right, and then it was just it was just about trying to find the best defender that can kind of rotate. So that's where the planner helps because you can see what the fixtures are and yeah and stuff. I, I think was going to say. I, you, you got home to Wolves, away to Norwich, and home to Burnley. Are three games in his opening six weeks where you could? I mean, home to Burnley could easily see a exactly. clean sheet there, right? Yep. Away to Norwich, quite possibly, and home to Wolves. We just don't know what we're going to get. So I think three of the games at least. I mean, I, I don't, I don't Byron. mind, I don't mind four or five for a, a a non-attacking defender playing for a good side, and Leicester start well as well historically. So it's another season where they've been disappointed, but I'm kind of backing them to. To, to start the season strongly. I mean, the, the one player I don't think we've really mentioned is, is Barnes. Mm. Um, Barnes is someone that really interests me because he was unbelievable to that injury. I wonder how that's affected him, but he's, he's playing again now. He's, he's back in pre-season and, and I, th- I think he might have scored or he, or he had a good game. No, or... he, came, he came on at QPR, gave 45 he... minutes. I, I mean, again, I love him and, and if, I, if I could be certain, yeah, if I could be certain he starts, then I would go, I would get Barnes in. Yeah, I prefer him over Madison now, unfortunately, because I think this this transfer thing with Madison just just isn't going away, and I just would worry. Just that I started with Madison, and then Arsenal did stump up seventy million for him, and, and he went. So, yeah, I think it would probably is Barnes I'd go for. Right, Austin Madison would be nowhere near my team, but Barnes that, definitely. I mean, Pat, Pat's and Dak is really interesting, but we're just going to have to wait, I think, unfortunately. But I think he could have a say in the season at some point. He, he looks like a real handy player. So what what are you going to be doing with early transfers? Have you looked at a plan and thought about that? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, well, I haven't really factored in the early transfers because I kind of feel like this team could carry me through quite nicely. And I dis, I, I'm, I'm disagree with you that that's a negative. That, that, that's what we were saying. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm quite happy to be able to react to things. Well, and have a I can tell you where base. at least one of the transfers is going on an Aston Villa player in the fir- after the first three weeks. So you well, yeah, that's in one there, probably yeah. Buendia, right? But maybe probably it's, probably, probably ben, Buendia yeah. could be Watkins. So that's already you know messing around a transfer at a low budget, which I'm not. I mean, I think yeah, going to three, three weeks in, three given weeks the fixtures the they've got for three weeks, I don't. Yeah, think no, that. I can. You could just yeah take your rewards and run, but. Outside that, again, I just look at that team. I'm not sure outside maybe Cancelo, maybe his minutes are bad and you go to Chilwell at some point. I'm not sure where you would even make any transfers. And that's what, you know, I love it. It's like dead but team why picks. But is that a problem? Sure. They've got, they've well, got good, they've because you good have them and you have for the first well, three yeah, games. It's a problem because maybe, I mean, what, what I'm looking at is planning those transfers then trying to build a team with those transfers in mind that gives me a bit of an edge over the first couple of weeks that's all that's all I'm saying and and yeah, rather than go, but, but we we never do that like we've never we've never done that before we don't plan do a wild card and then plan to plan to do three moves over the next three you plan your wild card you plan to save the transfer and then react after that so I don't really understand yeah. what the difference is especially at the start of the season when everything is completely in flux we don't know who's going to be in form who's going to do well which teams are going to perform well I, I, I don't agree want to, with that. I don't want to back in transfers at this completely volatile no, start. I, I think I'd rather play it safe. All I'm saying is I'm trying to think about my team in the short term and not go, oh, Brendio, he's a class player. Mm. Rafino, he's a class player. Because the danger is you'll look at all your team and go, well, they're season keepers. And then when it gets to game week mm. three and four and you've got transfers, you go, what am I going to do? Whereas I prefer to go, right, I'm going to get a player in short term like a Mares or a But Brendio's got the best three then, fixtures. So not, he, he's, yeah, not, he's, right, he's not a good example. example. Rafina's a better example, but the stats are so good for 6-5 that I think it doesn't matter about the, the fixtures. I, I can't see a better 6-5 option 
than than Rafina, given given what I think he is capable of no, doing. He's too and cheap. He's too cheap. He's, too cheap. he's a, no, he's a I, million I, I too cheap. I agree with you, but but that's because you're limited to a six-five player there. Whereas if you don't have Bruno, I'm not. I've got Havertz there. So Havertz yeah. is my short-term player, and Havertz probably will has got the potential to outscore Rafina in the first two games, right? And that's what I'm banking on. Now I could be completely. But wrong. I think Bruno um, will comfortably outscore Havertz over the first three could. matches anyway. Yeah, he could. He could. I, I don't doubt that. Right? I don't. And that's yeah, no, I, I, know, I know what you're right, saying. I think. But, I think there is. I, I just don't think that this team hasn't been set up for a season. This team has still been set up for a four or five, six weeks. Just because I haven't got transfers booked in doesn't mean I still don't think these players are going to do well over that period. But I, I, I do get what you're saying. But yeah, Fernandez for me is, is I, I just want to have the two captains options because if Salah doesn't start the season amazingly well and I've, and Fernandez does, game week three rolls around all four, then I've got Fernandez to to go for. But you, know, you never know of Liverpool, right? We, we saw from them last season things we'd never seen from before. Under clock, really frayed at the back, struggling to score goals. Um, less penalties for Salah. Never know. It's just nice having no, an option. I no, think I mean, another I, another premium option. Is, I think is you're what right. I, I, I've I've always played the game the way you're describing it. Now I've never looked at my team and planned the first four or five game mm. weeks and looked at oh okay I'm going to make this move in game week three so therefore I'm going to select this player now for short term and, and never done it before. So it's almost like an experiment for me to try something different because well. It's a bit of fun, right? I mean, I'm doing it yeah, yeah. for that. Right? So going without Bruno and giving myself a bit more flexibility to do that is probably what I'm going to do. I don't go... I'm not saying that's a going with Bruno's a bad idea. Of course it isn't, right? And I'm probably... No, probably no, the I'm, odds are stacked I'm, I'm, against I'm, me. But I just like what... I like the scenario that I'm building, right? Absolutely, which is, yeah. Which I know, obviously, Raptor, again, is rolling his eyes at what I've just said. But I mean, you know, Luke, Luke's I'm not, thinking I'm, the same I'm, thing, I'm, right? I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not here to say this team is better than your teams because I know how, how you know, the, 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 every, you've got, you're selecting players for a reason. They could all, all do well and all of that. It's just, I, I just think like, I think Lundstrom or someone like Mitchell are just perfect examples of players that I've not been able to get because I always had other things to do. And often those other things to do were things like me bringing in Martial, you know, for, for Ings completely unnecessarily, but I had it planned. So I had mm. to see it out because I had it planned. Whereas not having that plan lets you react. And it, there's, there's been, you know, there, there could be a 4 million option or a 4 or 5 million option that emerges straight away that maybe I'm better placed to yeah, grab. Maybe if you just took hits, you. then it would have yeah, been Yeah, right. I mean, all you can take hits. But again, I've found in the past prices. that taking hits early has set me back way, way I, far I, back. I, on, I, on, I do on, agree, but I, I think in those examples like there... We were doing that because, and we did it with Pulisic, me and Mark, and you did it with Marcia. We're basically bringing people in who we're not even sure were fit to start the season. If anything, we're doing it the other way around. I'm going for the people that I think are going to start the season mm. because they're in pre-season and they're training. And other people doubt their minutes a little bit as a result, but everything's pointing towards them starting. And then I'm going to revert to my season-long team, which will probably not not look too dissimilar to what I see in front of me from as here. But I'm with Mark. I think in the first few weeks, I want to use those transfers. And I think the way the prices have fallen it allows you to do that because you've just got these really good options to fall back on. I'm not falling back on just rubbish players most of the time. You know, I'm falling back on some decent ones, I, I feel like, anyway. Brownhill. I think, I, I think <laughs> he's going to be a hero. Okay. You watch. He's not going to, he I, hopefully he, won't touch my team I, unless Mahrez doesn't of play at all. Of course he's going to be a hero. It, I tell you, I can see it eight Nori, eight Nori and Brownhill who are going to be game week midfielder one. Who was absolutely goals. smashed it every time we needed him that one season? I never had him. There was a Burnley midfielder who who came in oh, and Goodmanson scored. Or... No, it wasn't Westwood, him. was he there? No, it wasn't him. It was before that. Boyd. Someone, Do you mean some... Boyd? George Boyd? It Georgie might have been Boyd. Boyd. 
There was someone who did. He was born. He was he a four-five. Yeah. He was a yeah. four-five. Only scored. He came against, in like four like, weeks. Yeah. Every time when we needed, needed him, yeah. and then yeah. Forrest tried to sign him, out. and he failed the eye test. Famously, oh, what a yeah. load of rubbish that was. Um, brilliant. Okay, brilliant start. I think we've done over two hours. I mean, it was. It was. <laughs> It was, uh, I mean, there's there's so much still to be decided, so much still to discuss, and we're going to do at least one show next week where we talk, look at our teams, which are going to be close to final. I think we've decided that we're going to do Tuesdays, uh, Wednesdays, sorry, seven o'clock, right? From now on, as for the yes, season. Yes, but I need to talk to you about next week because next okay. week's a bit tricky for me. Won't be next week then. Okay, well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll let you know on, on Twitter, of all places, what we're going to do next week. Just before we end, I just want to say um, Gaffer starts this weekend, right? Yep. I'm playing Gaffer this season. If you don't know what Gaffer is, it is the championship fantasy football run by the guys that do Champ Man. It looks brilliant. I didn't play it last year. Did you play last year, Vaz? I didn't, but I'm playing it this year. Yeah. Yeah, um, so I've picked my team for that. I've probably got some tinkering to do. We have got a Black Box League. If you join Gaffer, um, look up the Black Box League. It's, you've just got to use FBL Black Box to join the league. There's no need to use a code because they've given us a nice Ooh, manual shortened code. Succinct. FBL Black Box is the league to join. So come and join us. We'll be playing that this season. We'll probably be mentioning it now and again on the, on the stream as well and certainly on Twitter. So back that. The other thing to say is, as and I will both be at Fest on the 13th, which is deadline day. That's going to be interesting because obviously a match is going to be going on. We're going to be owning players in that match, maybe a two or three. um, And we'll be at Fest on that. And there's tickets still available for that. That's in Waterloo. Is Luke going? I don't know if he's Luke going. No, I'm on holiday. Sorry. Well, there's going to be a lot of people there, a lot of names there and a good chance to mix while the season starts, it's going to be pretty hectic those last few hours before deadline. Um, anything else you wanted to mention before we sign off, As Apprentice. Of if you course. haven't checked out the Apprentice video yet, check that out. We've got our two apprentices. Uh, they're brilliant, Henry and Natalie. Um, Natalie's on Twitter now, so you can say hello to her and that, rate, eh? her, rate her first draft, uh, which is great. And we should be getting another video out this week, right, Mark, on um, tools and strategies and tips with, with Nat. Uh, so look out for that on the channel as well. Absolutely. And my, my uh, apprentice, Henry, um, will be doing a team reveal uh, video next week with both of them to look at their final teams before yep. before the deadline. So we'll see what they're picked. I'm worried, actually, looking at Henry's initial eye that compares to Natalie, I think. I know. That's yeah. quite happy. Already, I think Natalie's <laughs> doing very well, so I'm, I'm mm-hmm. slightly worried. But we'll see. Long way to go with that. Long way to go with that. Um, so thanks, Luke, for coming on. Always top value, especially when we're talking about differentials. You've kind of... I think you have influenced me and I'm a little worried I'm that I'm going down the wrong way here. Well, into it, I mean, I, don't, I didn't expect it. Thanks, when, I saw, when I saw your team, it was very similar to what I was thinking. So I don't know how much to attribute to the fact that I'm being influenced by your spirit, if you like. But um, certainly we've got similar ideas about the opening game weeks. Well, see how that goes. But um, yeah, thanks for coming on. We'll have you gone again in the season as we roll on to see how successful it is. Pleasure. Thank you very much. Yeah, enjoyed it. All right, it's a good night for me then. Good night, everyone. Good night. Podcast Network.